It's time for high school football on KHAS Radio. We'll get you out to the field in just a minute. High school football playoffs are brought to you by dozens of locally involved businesses and presented by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. And also presented by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Now let's get to the field for the game. Had 21 carries for 81 yards. Trevor Linden specifically had eight carries for 33 yards and three touchdowns. And then John Henricks, uh, the wide receiver for Giltner, he had seven catches, 135 yards, and three touchdowns. So it was a very big offensive outing for the Giltner Hornets, and they won in a thriller. They were down in that game. They were losing 36-42 to going into the fourth quarter against Arapahoe. They were able to pull it out and win in overtime 58-50. to And then Mullen last week in their first-round playoff game, much, much, much different. They beat Stewart 66-6. to And uh, Mullen, they only passed the ball two times last week, one for two for eight yards. Rushing, though, they carried it 47 times for 353 yards, nine touchdowns in a single game. They did have two fumbles lost, though, so they're, they're not immune to fumbling. But on defense, they only allowed 8 of 20 passing, 105 yards, and two interceptions they forced. Also, on off, on, um, in terms of the rushing attack, they only allowed 26 carries for 51 yards and one fumble recovery. So Giltner is going to have their hands full tonight against a really, really good Mullen team, and it should be a good game. Coming up right after this, we'll have a little interview with Giltner head coach Chip Bardos right after this. You're listening to this on 1230 KHAS. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon in Omaha, and he told me not to go into medicine. And my wife said that she would never marry a doctor, and so I went to be a PA. And one night, called her, said, I'm going to be home late, and she said, well, you should have just gone to medical school. So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. One of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning, you see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town, and Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was the perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. All right, Coach Bardo. So last week you guys beat Arapahoe last week in a thriller in overtime. How are you guys able to pull that win out? Um, just you know, ne- by by not giving up. To be honest with you, the kids just kept fighting, and you know, we had our backs against the wall. Uh, a few times, but we got a little bit of momentum in the, late in the fourth, and that propelled us to uh, make a couple amazing plays and then do some amazing stuff, and uh, and then go into overtime with the momentum. And the kids, the kids just kept battling. They fought. You know, they realized it was the last. You know, it could have been the last game of the season, and and they just never gave up down the stretch. And yeah, you mentioned it. You guys never gave up. You had your backs against the wall. You were down in the fourth quarter, but you were able to come back and force overtime and pull out the win. What does that say about the team overall? They, they, they've just got a lot of, lot of maturity, um, and, and they, they, they work so well together. Um, we could have easily cashed it in and called it a season late in the fourth quarter down two scores, um, but they didn't. And, and all we needed was just a little spark of momentum, um, a couple 
couple nice nice conversions on offense got got a little uh um fire sparked under us and uh and then a stop on fourth down to uh to drive down and and, and make that t- game tying touchdown was you know those were huge momentum changers and that game was just a game based completely on momentum you know we had it for the first i'd say two and a half quarters and then they took over and had it all the way down to the end and then we got it back and rode it out to the to the end and and to get us the victory but man the kids kids just showed they showed a lot of a lot of maturity a lot of heart and a lot of just teamwork and togetherness too Last year, you guys lost in the first round. What does that mean to take the next step, get that first round win, and get a playoff win like you guys did last week? Well, it it just um, it, it says a lot about the the program and the direction it's going, um, and it says it says a lot about the maturity of these kids too, because a lot of them were juniors and sophomores last year playing, um, and and to experience that defeat and now to get over that hump, it it definitely gives you a kick in the right direction because now you can say that, Hey, we've beat a, you know, we've beat some top tier teams and we can make a, make a splash in the playoffs too. So it says a lot about the kids. It says a lot about um, us as a coaching staff and being able to prepare them and, and just, you know, says a lot about where the program's going. And now moving on to Mullen, what do you guys have to do to get a win? What are some of the keys to the game? Um, our biggest key is being disciplined on defense. They've, you know, it's nothing special. It's smash mouth football right in your face. And, but if we don't get our, if we don't get our assignments, do our jobs, read our keys, fill our gaps, you know, that then 33 is going to run all over us the entire night or, or, you know, they've got really nice fullback that, uh, that can power forward for five yards at a time and just kind of beat us down. But if we can get, you know, get a couple stops, um, force them to uh, either punt or just, you know, get a couple turnovers on downs, we can we can definitely move the ball against them. Um, they've got a very porous secondary, and uh, and we've got a very crisp receiving core with a with a good quarterback too. Um, that we'll be able to put up some points as well. It's going to come down to um, who can make the most stops on defense and and. You know, really, who who makes the fewest mental mistakes? And yeah, you mentioned it. This is a really, really good Mullen team. You guys have to face undefeated, I believe. And uh, are the kids nervous at all, or do they seem like they're ready to go? No, it's you know the coolest thing about this is it's really business as usual. And and we've we've kind of instilled that since the beginning of the season. You can't overlook one team or or or, or you know downplay a team or or talk up a team too much. You know, we played some great competition. We we played some lower end competition and you got to treat every game the same because we have to come in there and do our job. If we don't do that, then we could lose to, you know, to a, a, a winless team. And, and so it's really, they, they, they've accepted the challenge. They know what they're capable of. And, and, you know, it, I think it's, it's a week just like any other. And, and, um, you know, we're the underdogs. We're not, we're not supposed to win this game. And the kids really, really thrive on that. And that, that drives them and that pushes them to, to be the best too. And last week, the run game wasn't so great. You guys passed a lot and didn't have that many rushing yards. Are you going to need it to be more productive this week? Or are you going to rely a lot on the passing game again? 
Um, a mixture of both. You know, it's it's really we, we really didn't we we didn't go away from the run game because it wasn't working. We went away from it because you know we were in situations where we had to pass, and and we felt like we could throw all over their secondary, which we could, and and they've got they Arapaho had Arapaho had a good interior defensive line. Mullen does as well. Their secondary isn't the strongest. So, you know, it's it's all about game planning and finding out what we can do to make us successful, you know, but having both uh both weapons is is a is a key thing. If if we can't throw the ball, then we'll be you know, then we'll expect to run the ball. But it's 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 all based off of what we see on film and, and what we what we get from them on the first first few drives also. All right, Coach Bardos, thank you for your time today, and good luck against Mullen. All right, thank you very much. We'll be right back with the play-by-play description and starting lineups for you right here on 1230 KHAS. The representatives of the Village of Giltner encourage and support the Giltner Hornets in all of their activities. To succeed, you must believe that you can. Good luck, Hornets, in all that you strive to accomplish from the Village of Giltner. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class D2 second round playoff game between the Giltner Hornets and the Mullen Broncos. Mullen, they're a one seed, and Giltner, they are a nine seed. Mullen, I believe, actually, they're ranked second in, in the state. I was about to say country, but that's not true. They're ranked second in the state in D2 football. And uh, just before we get to the starting lineups, Mullen, they're going to be in white tops, yellow helmets, and black bottoms, while the Giltner Hornets, they are in orange tops, black bottoms, and black helmets. And moving on to starting lineups, your starting lineups for the Mullen Broncos. Uh, Number 10, Luke Christian at quarterback. Number 13, Zachary Sweet. Number 14, Brady Gracie. Number 31, Matthew Stichka. Number 33, their good running back, Lane Edis. Colton Hendricks, no relation to Jimmy, number 51. Caden Licking, number 53. Ty Durfee plays wide receiver. He's number 80. Tell Spies, number 82. And then Clayton Hassett, number 84. And that rounds up the starting lineups for the Mullen Broncos. And then moving on to your Giltner Hornets. Reese Lyon, he's a senior, plays wide receiver and cornerback. Will Reeson plays guard and defensive end, a senior as well. Josh Henricks plays wide receiver and cornerback. Brody Hansen plays wide receiver and free safety. Alex Garake plays quarterback and defensive end. Trevor Linden plays running back and linebacker. And then Reese Vaught plays just linebacker. And then Gold Consbrook plays guard. Bo Craig, he's playing center and nose guard for the Giltner Hornets. So that rounds up your starting lineups. We are getting close here to kickoff. And before we, we do do that, it is going to be time for the National Anthem. Now, you all rise and put on this great country with the singing of our national anthem. 
All right, that was a pretty darn good rendition of the national anthem there. And we are getting close to kickoff here at Giltner High School. Before we do that, though, Will Ryan, give us some keys to the game. Well, keys to the game for Mullen, obviously, is get the passing game going with Karake, and then uh, as well as stopping the run with uh, stopping the run for Mullen, as well as going to be the big key there. Edis is the one that we talked about pregame a little bit. He has 42 overall touchdowns, offensive touchdowns, excuse me, on the season. And uh, they're just a really solid team. Mullen is on the run, especially with Edis. Not really a passing team. Uh, 300, show that 341 rushing yards per game, only 59 through the air for the Mullen team. 82 total touchdowns, 65 rushing, 12 passing. So pretty good numbers from them there. But the real key is Garake, the quarterback for them. He has 20, 29 touchdowns and only one interception. Really good touchdown interception ratio. He's the key on offense to keep this to match up with this Mullen team to keep pace as well. So that's what I'm looking for for this game. High scoring, basically. Yeah, it's going to be a high scoring game, and, and um, Giltner needs to keep up. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Grapke is going to be uh, the biggest key there for him. And here the Giltner Hornets won the coin toss, but they elected to defer until the second half, and here is the opening half kickoff, and it's going to go out of bounds for a touchback. So our first drive of the game here for Giltner, they'll start at the 15, or for Mullen, excuse me, they'll start at the 15-yard line with First and 10, and uh, they like to pound the rock, like you said. So the, the key here on defense is to stop the running game, obviously. Yeah, obviously. and I mentioned it before with Edis. He's their best running back. Yep. He has 45 offensive touchdowns and Oof. a bunch of yards uh, as well on the season. A lot like he, the uh, – 40, 35 offensive touchdowns. 35. But still, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, here on the first down carry, they're going to give the ball to Edis, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield – or maybe not in the backfield, right at the line of scrimmage. Actually, give him a gain of one there, and that's going to make it second and nine. Good first play for the Giltner defense there as they're not able to let Edis get outside as he tried to bounce it outside. Wasn't able to, and he only gets one yard on that first down carry. Yeah, great stop there. That's exactly how you want to start this game. Get a little bit of confidence going on your defense. You need them to step up a lot in this game. And Mullen has come out twice now in the bunch formation where they have all eight men on the line of scrimmage, essentially, and one running back in the quarterback as well. Yep, and here they're going to hand the ball off to their fullback here. That is uh, Matthew Stitchko on the carry. He's their big fullback. They like to carry to him, too, but he's going to get nothing on that play, and that's going to make it third and nine here as uh, Mullen, or excuse me, Giltner, has been good on defense here to come out. Yeah, great. They've been a uh, good stop so far. I wonder if the uh, almost a little over three-hour drive that Mullen had to take to get here is kind of affecting good They have to get warm. It's a little bit colder, being 50 degrees, five miles per hour wind. There's a lot of factors here for Mullen that they're probably going to start. So they do average 24 points per game in the first or in the first quarter, yep. I should say. Uh, 65 overall for a game. 65 so, points overall. That's, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> 24 of them come in the first quarter. So they need to do something to get going a little bit. And I'm assuming it's just the travel and the weather. And here they're going to run a toss play to the left here on uh, third and nine. And he's going to get the first down and more good in running there by Edis. He was able to get to the edge, got off tackle, and he's quick. He got he got he got past the first down marker before I could even call it. He was running faster than my words. Yeah, he was very quick on that, especially getting to that outside. As soon as he hit that edge, he was almost gone and just got lucky there. Uh, Giltner did to knock him out of bounds and keep that from being a long touchdown play. And here they'll have first and ten from their own twenty-six yard line, and they line up in that bunch formation again. They like running the ball. Does Mullen? Probably do it here again, and they're going to run the ball to Edis. This time a little counterplay running off the far sideline, and he's going to be stacked up a few yards past the line of scrimmage, get a gain of about two there, and that'll make it second and eight. As uh, Gildner has come out looking pretty good on defense, it's just that 
third and nine, they couldn't stop them. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do is get it off the field when you can on third and nine is great. Obviously, you might not. I, you don't know. Either, we don't know the team Mullen what they're planning on doing on third or fourth down. They might punt it. They might run it because they have a very prolific offense. The one thing you can't expect of them is that they are going to run it, not pass it as much. They're not going to pass it at all, basically. I mean, yeah. Hey, they might throw a couple of play actions in there to try and catch um, Giltner off guard. Yes, but you're right. You never know with the football teams. And here on second and seven, they're going to hand the ball off again, and Edis is going to get forward close to a first down. They're going to mark him just ahead of the first down markers. They ran it up the middle on that play, and they will now have first and ten at their own 36-yard line. Keep in mind, in eight-man football, it's just 80-yard 80 80-yard 80 field, so it's a little bit of a shorter field. And um, and uh, so now they have first and ten from their own 36-yard line. <laughs> that was honestly a fact I didn't know there. <laughs> I've never uh, seen eight-man coming from the 1A one ma- one school in Colorado. I've never seen eight-man. I've heard of it. I've had schools that played it, but we never played eight-man on the 80-yard field. And here they're going to do a toss play to the left side to Edis, and he's going to get forward for a gain of about three there. We can expect this all night. We're going to be calling Edis's name a lot. That makes it second and seven here for the Broncos. Yeah, it's already his fifth carry on the night out of six. So I mean, he's. I feel bad for you. You're gonna have to try to keep up with this offense. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I can do it. It's, I'm can, I'm thinking uh, Giltner might be running a little up tempo from what I was seeing pregame. They'll but be running it. Yeah, they'll be going quick too, but they'll every, be passing the ball more. And that's fine by me. It's a little bit slower there. You got to get to the ball and incomplete passes and such. And here on second and seven, they're going to hand the ball off to their fullback this time. He's going to get forward for a first down, and then somebody's going to cross midfield, and he's going to be tackled down right around the 29-yard line, and that is enough for a first down. That's going to make it first and ten here for the Mullen Broncos as they continue to move this ball downfield. We expected this, though. Yeah. We didn't expect uh, Mullen to get shut out on the, on offense. What the thing Giltner needs to do is score yeah, a lot. And if you Really, it's just wear down the offense for Mullen and then – just score it and keep up with them, really. That's the main key is just keep up with them. You're not going to stop them, but you can, if you keep up, you're going to be in good shape. And here on first and ten, they're going to do a little toss play to Edis, and he's going to get off tackle. He's got running room, gets up to the sideline now. He's pushed out of bounds just past the first down marker, just shy of the 15-yard line, and that's going to make it first and ten here from the 16 for the Mullen Broncos as they're knocking on the door. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they come up with here. I mean, it's probably just going to be another run. They've been running a lot inside and then just a few outside runs that have been the big gains for them. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can stick to that inside run or if they try to go outside a little bit more and try and get big gains on this next play. And here on first and 10, they line up in the same formation they've been lining up in all night, really, just a bunch formation, five offensive linemen. They pat, they pitch the ball here to Edis. He tries to cut it upfield. He's going to be hit in the backfield, but he breaks the tackle, and he's going to fall forward for a gain of about four there. And that will make it second and six here for the Broncos. Yeah, both, well, the Mullen essentially has been running really quickly today, too. Nine plays already. They've only killed about three minutes off the, well, almost four, four minutes. minutes. Yeah, almost four minutes off the clock here. So they've been very efficient with their runs. No, only one play that was uh, zero yards and only two that were less than one. So no negative plays yet for them as they are going to call a timeout. The referees are. Yeah, the referees are taking a timeout here. Not not quite sure what the Looks like situation there's a face is. mask on Mullen. That has to be fixed. Ah, yes, that is what's going on Quick here. Timeout. Good, 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 good referee in here, making sure the kids are safe because we always want to make sure that's the case. Yeah. And uh, especially with football, this is what we expected though. Mullen, they're going to pound the rock and they're going to get their yards. And uh, it's just about keeping up with this high-powered offense of Mullen. Yeah, and Giltner had them right where they wanted them early on in that third down and essentially eight. Eight or nine uh, early, that first uh, first little possession there at the very beginning. 
and then they just let them get that first down, and that's where they've been at so far is just not being able to capitalize on good opportunities. And here on second and six, they're going to hand the ball to their fullback this time. He almost fumbles it, not able, or he keeps onto it, and they bring him down after a gain of about two there, and that's going to make it third and four here for the Mullen Broncos as the Giltner defense has another chance to step up and maybe get a stop here. Yeah, I mean, they just, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Mullen decides to do here on the run play. Obviously, it's not going to throw it. Uh, they might, being at the fifth, or at the 10 now, but I expect them to be a really run here with them with uh, 33 Edis and not uh, really their fullback being any type of uh, factor in this play. And here on third and three, we have an offsides on the Giltner defense, and that's going to give the Mullen Broncos a free first down as um, I believe it was a offsides. We were waiting on the official call from the refs, it looks like. Flag is still on the field. They're going to confer, but it looked like an offsides to me. That's what I saw, too. I you could tell that a couple of the uh, Giltner defensive linemen were uh, kind of dis- disappointed that they did it, but it is a first down now. As they're inside the 10, Mullen is looking to score on their opening possession. Yeah, now they have first and goal from right around the four-yard line, though. They're actually inside the five. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. We're so used to 100-yard fields here that yeah. it's, it's getting difficult to read this 80-yard field. And uh, Mullen here going to line up on this first and goal from the four-yard line. And they're going to pitch it to Edis. He's going to try to get outside. He has two men in front of him. He's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss. Good play by the Mullen defense there, and that's going to be or the Giltner defense, and that's going to make it second and goal from about the five-yard line. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to do if you're Giltner right now. Get a stop, and then force them to go to one side of the field as there's already been uh, about five and a half minutes killed off this clock already. They've been running efficiently, but also fairly quickly, and it, it seems like it's quicker than it actually is. And, you know, Mullen, I mean, Giltner's actually playing good D here because Mullen usually scores a lot quicker than this. And here on second and goal, they're going to hand the ball off to Edis. He's going to run it up the middle into a, a, a flurry of Giltner Hornets, and they're going to stop him right around the line of scrimmage. It's just going to be a gain of about three there as he was able to fall forward, and that's going to make it third and goal from the two-yard line here with six minutes left to go in the first quarter. The, the Mullen Broncos have already killed six minutes off this clock. That's that's a lot of time. It feels like it's been a lot less just because of them running just so quickly. But I, I expect if Giltner gets it here, they might tr- uh, Mullen might try to get a uh, try and go for the score, not just a field goal. Yeah, I'd agree with you. They'll probably go for the touchdown. And here they're going to throw it, fake toss, and they're going to throw it to the corner. And it's almost intercepted there by the Giltner Hornets. Number five there on the coverage, it looked like. Great play there by Reese Lyon to tip the ball. And now we do have a fourth and goal from the two-yard line here for the Mullen Broncos as they pulled out a rare pass. Yeah, and I called it a little bit earlier, but uh, talking about what they might do here, do a play action, throw it. But Giltner was ready for that, just a nice little blitz off that left side edge to come in and get that, uh, get some pressure and force a bad throw there from the quarterback for Mullen, number 14. I wouldn't call that necessarily. I mean, well, it, a, for, a pressure throw. I a guess. pressure throw. Yeah, yeah. Brady, and it was, it was a great. It was a great defense there by yeah. Reese Lyon as well. Great coverage. And here on fourth and goal, they're going to run the ball to Edison. He's going to barely squeak into the end zone for the touchdown as he got hit just shy of the end zone, but he's able to power forward for that extra effort. And they do score. They put six on the board. Does Mullen? And now with 5:39 left in the first quarter, Mullen is up six to nothing. They don't like going for extra points. They like going for two point conversions as well. That's very true. They only kicked uh, seven PATs all season. They missed one of them, so they've made only six. But 
I, I couldn't count how many uh, two-point conversions they did have. Is uh, the one guy to look for here on here on this two-point is number 31, Stitchka. He could be the guy for this play. And Stitchka does get the ball, and he's going to get into the end zone. Oh, actually, they gave it to Edis there. Kind of a little trickery. They get him into the end zone for the two-point conversion, and our score here at Gildner High School is eight to nothing. Mullen is leading. You're listening to this on 12:30 KHAS. In Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School. Thank a couple of our presenting sponsors. In addition to here in Giltner, the Giltner State Bank, Robin Shaw or Robert Shaw Insurance, excuse me, Village of Giltner, and Todd's Body and Glass. Thank you for all you do in the community of Giltner. As well as uh, Delcom, JSGK Catering, Animal Clinic, and B&B Carpet. Giltner does appreciate everything you do. And if you were at another game, we'd like to love, we'd love to get score updates from you. Call or text updates 308-646-0506. We'll add it to our live football scoreboard found at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We can also listen to the other games on any Platte River Preps uh, stations. And back here, we're here for the kickoff. The Mullen Broncos kicking off to the Giltner Hornets. It's uh, going to just be just shy of the end zone, and Giltner is going to run it forward. They're going to get tackled right around the 20-yard line, it looks like. So they will know the 15. So they'll start right about where they would have if they had a touchback. And here is where Giltner will start their first offensive drive of the game, first and 10 from their own 15-yard line. They need to answer. Yeah, they definitely do. And- a lot of these rules for eight man are kind of gonna, kind of confusing to me, but football is football here, so we'll see what Giltner can do as they are running out of the spread option with four uh, wide receivers, three left, three right, one left. Yeah, three on the far sideline here. They bring a man in motion to bring two to the near sideline. Uh, he's gonna drop back as a quarterback. He's throwing it deep. He's got a man open and it's dropped there. Number ten on the drop. That is Josh Henricks, usually a sure-handed receiver. Alex Garake threw a great ball there. And now that'll be second and 10 here for the Giltner Hornets. Good play on the first possession just to try and get a little bit of momentum back. Get a long first down, but not much going there. That was Hendricks that was on the reception here. As they're, they're calling a defensive pass interference. Oh, on that they play did. They well. called defensive pass interference. So that's going to move the ball forward and give them an automatic first down. That's a big play there. As now they're at the 30 yard line, a gain of 15. They would have had more had Hendricks caught it, but nonetheless, they still get a first down. Good decision to throw it deep. Because yep. you know, the coaches always say, if you throw it deep, you might get a pass interference call. Very true. And Hendricks did have a big game last week. Seven catches, 135 yards, three touchdowns. Assuming they were trying to recapture that magic in, uh, on one play. And here on first and ten, they line up with two receivers to the right and one to the left. They do have a man in the backfield here with Garake. They bring a man in motion. It's Hendrick, and they're going to hand the ball off to him. It's actually number 11. He's going to be tackled right around the line of scrimmage. Not a lot there. That was Brody Hansen on the carry. And that'll make it second and nine here for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, I mean, not much going on there. Only one yard. You need a little bit more. That kind of lucked out with that defensive PI on the first play. But you, if you're going to be attacking this defense and trying to match them quickly, as Mullen does score very quickly, you got to be attacking downfield with the passing game. Running game is not going to be your friend here in this game. And here on second and nine, Giltner Hornets sign up with two receivers to the right and one to the left, and they bring a man in motion. It is the same one as last time. They're going to run a little option play here. They're going to pitch it to the running back, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield 
for a loss there. He'll be tackled at the original line of scrimmage, and that'll make it third and ten here for the Giltner Hornets. A big third down. Yeah, very big third down here for Giltner. They need something to answer, not fall fall behind by uh, at least a touchdown. And the way Mullen's moving the ball, they might score one more time. But you, you need something going here if uh, if you're going to try and score on this possession. And here on third and ten, third and nine, make it actually. They'll line up with two receivers to the right and one to the left. This time they don't bring a man in motion. He's The quarterback's going to drop back, and it's going to go over the head there of Josh Henricks, and that's going to be incomplete, and it will now be fourth and ten here for the Giltner Hornets with 4.15 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, you really got to trust your quarterback on that one. He just aired the pass out a little bit, trusted his uh, wide receiver Henricks just a little bit too much, but... Now they're going to go for it on fourth down. Yep, they're going to go for it on fourth and nine here. Big play here in this first quarter. 4.15 left to go in the first. Garaki's going to drop back a little bit, and it's actually going to be a little pooch punt. He's going to kick it way downfield. This might be a really, really good punt. It's going to take a bounce, and it's going to be fielded right at the six-yard line. Good punt there, and now the Giltner Hornet defense needs to really step up as the Mullen's going to come out with first and ten from their own six. They have their end zone right at their backs. Yeah, you, this is the best opportunity you have if you're a Giltner. Uh, you need to get off the field quickly with your defense and get a get your offense really good field positions. They didn't get that on the last possession. If you get your offense really good field position and then they start clicking a little bit in the pass game, you could have a pretty good game on your hands and possibly even take a lead here. And here, 4:06 left in the first quarter. The Mullen Broncos are going to line up with first and ten at their own six-yard line. They line up in. Uh, I formation, and they're going to hand the ball off to their fullback here, and he's going to be tackled a yard or so after the line of scrimmage. He'll gain a yard there on first time. That'll make it second and nine here for the Mullen Broncos as that was uh, Matthew Stitchka on the carry. It's going to be Stitchka and Edis all night. Yeah. All that evening? I don't know what it is. <laughs> all game. How about that? All game. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the quarterback doesn't do much running. Uh, they have no other really uh, rotation pieces at running back outside of those two. Edis, only a junior, they're going to rely on him quite a bit. And then Stitka, the senior, he's going to do a lot as well uh, in this game. And here on second and nine, they're going to do a little toss play. They like this play to Edis. There's a flag that comes out. It's in the area of holding. He's able to fall forward for a gain of about three or four there on second down. It will be second and five here if they count it. But it is a hold here on Mullen. That's a big call there as that pushes them back a few yards. And that's going to make it a much more difficult second and third down. Now they'll be facing about a second and 14 or 15 here. Will the Mullen Broncos and Gilder Hornets have a good chance here to make uh, some noise on defense? Yeah, very much so. It's going to be placed at the four of uh, this uh, on this uh, possession now. So it would be like a second and about 13, 14, or second and 12 is what the scoreboard says now. So I uh, assume it's going to be another run, but the way that they're running plays is very interesting. They're having their quarterback go to the sideline and come in instead of rotating a player in like is normally seen or having hand signals and calls like Gildner has been doing. Yeah, it is interesting how they do decide to get their place from the sideline to the quarterback. And here they're going to hand the ball off to their running back, Edis, and he's going to fall forward for a gain of about three there. They're not letting him get too loose, and uh, they're not letting him get wide open lanes. That's going to make it third and nine here. They're facing another third down. This is what happened last drive. They had third and nine back towards their own end zone, and uh, Mullen was able to convert, but here a big defensive play for the Gildner Hornets. They're facing a third down. Yeah, this would be a big play if Giltner can get a stop here, especially with, like I mentioned before, Mullen averaging 24 points in the first quarter alone. If they can get a stop here and get the ball back and keep them at only eight points going into that second quarter, they have 
been playing a great game on defense so far, even with that touchdown, even possibly being down 8 nothing. Slowing him down. Yeah, you know, not him letting down. him get the big plays. Here on third and nine, they're going to hand the ball off to Edis, and he's going to carry some tacklers forward, and he's going to be short of the first down marker. He's going to make it about fourth and about eh, two. Fourth and two, we'll call it, here for the Mullen Broncos. We'll see what they decide to do. It's a tough choice here. Do you go for it and try to get that first down? If you miss it, Mullen's going to be in great chance to store score here with two minutes left to go in the first quarter. We will see what they decide to do here on this fourth down. It really depends on how much you trust their punter as their do- punting unit does come out now. Uh, you still never know, though, with these eight-man football teams. It is teams. He punting it, too, so he could take off just like we did see a couple weeks ago in the Hastings-Stewart game as that and, punt is off. Yeah, but Edis does punt it, and it's going to be fielded right around the 30-yard line by Gilner. Actually, he's not going to field it. It's going to be marked down at the 32-yard line, and that is where Giltner will start their second drive of the game. And a rare offensive, uh, they weren't able to score on offense. That's rare for the Mullen, Mullen um, Broncos. Especially in the first quarter. I mean, they do some. I don't know what they do, but they their game plan is very efficient if they can average 24 points in the first quarter. 43, alone. 41 in the, in the first half alone. Yeah, exactly. They do something, and then the second half just... The teams figure them out. I'm not quite sure exactly Oh, they just what dial it, it down a little bit because they're already yeah, winning. Yeah, they're already winning by a bunch. So yeah. Who knows? And here on first and 10 for the Giltner Hornets, they line up with uh, two receivers to the right and two to the left. Garaki's going to drop back. He's going to throw it over the middle. Again, over the head there of number 10, Josh Henricks. It's going to be incomplete. That'll make it second and 10 as we have a minute 36 left to go in this first quarter. This first quarter has flown by. This is like a St. Cecilia game. Yeah, it definitely has. And Giltner has really not had much time possession. They only had about a minute and a half on their first um, first possession. They need to kill a little bit more clock on this one, run it out a little bit, not give Mullen a bunch of time to score again. Yeah, Gilner definitely needs to get this passing game in high gear here. They line up on second and ten with one receiver on the far sideline and two to the right here. They have four blockers now. He's going to drop back to throw a little hitch route right at the first down marker. He's going to be just shy as he did catch it there. Number 11 on the catch. That is Brody Hansen. That's going to make it third and one here for the Giltner Hornets is a, a big third down we have coming up right here. Yeah, this will be the big biggest play of the game so far for Giltner. Obviously. Either team, really. Well, yeah, yeah I guess so. Just <laughs> you didn't agree with me there. I was, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess I have to agree with you. Uh, Giltner coming out with that tight formation, but a little bit different. They have three ba- three backs now. And here the snap goes over the head of the quarterback, and he's going to be fielded by number 13 here, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield for a big loss there. A loss of about 20 yards there on third and one as the snap went over the head of the quarterback, and that is a disastrous play. That's going to make it fourth and forever. Fourth and about a bus ride back to Mullen, and uh, Giltner will be forced to punt the ball. Yeah, most definitely. And there was the uh, I think it was just that they switched quarterbacks. The way that they had it set up, they had their quarterback on the left, running back on the middle, catching the ball, and uh, one more back as that punt is off from number 37 to Mullen. High punt there. He's going to be dropped, dropped at the 20-yard line, and he's going to be picked up by um, uh, the running back there on the carry, number 33, Edison. He's going to be pushed out of bounds right where the original first down marker was, and that is where Mullen will start their third drive of the game right at the 35-yard line here. No, the 40, right at midfield. And uh, they will have their first drive, first and 10 from the 40, as we have 17 seconds left to go here in this first quarter. Yeah, you can expect a run from Edis here and then just basically run out the quarter and uh, get back to the huddle. See what you can do. Great first half from Giltner. First assuming, quarter. First quarter. Wow. First <laughs> quarter. Assuming they get a big stop here. 
they uh, force a stop here, don't allow a touchdown on this one play in the f- first quarter. They'd be coming out really well and ahead. And here they're going to hand the ball off to their fullback, uh, Stitchka, and he's going to get forward for a gain of about five there. That's going to make it second and five. We will come back with that second down play after this as the first quarter winds down. Our sk- score here at Giltner High School are the Giltner Hornets zero and the Mullen Broncos eight. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist, is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hosier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402 849 2244. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School. Our score, Mullen 8 and Giltner nothing. We'd like to thank some sponsors here. Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration. And then, of course, Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. We'd also like to take this time to thank some sponsors here for Giltner. Giltner State Bank, Robert Shaw Insurance, Village of Giltner, Todd's Body and Glass, Delcom, JSGK Catering, Animal Clinic, and B&B Carpet. Thanks for all you do in the Giltner area. Also, if you're at another game, we'd love to get the score dish from you. Call or text the phone number 308-646-0506. And we'll add it to our live football scoreboard found at where you can also listen to some other games, including the Kennesaw CWCE game on ESPN. We're starting at 4 o'clock this, uh, today. It's in the third quarter. CWCE, the seventh seed, is up 14-7 to over Kennesaw right now, uh, including some other. There's also a few other D1 games going on. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get that at halftime. Half yep, yeah. yep, yep. And that, that is an upset alert right there for yeah. Kennesaw. They're down 14-7 to in the third quarter. They're the two seed. Yeah, they had a very high-scoring season as well. They were very good. Yeah, they were, they were a pretty darn good football team. Here on second and five for the Mullen Broncos. They have the ball at the Giltner 35-yard line. They're going to hand the ball off to Stitchko. He's going to get forward for first down. Ball comes free, and it's recovered there by Edis for the Mullen Broncos. Good awareness there by Edis to fall on it, but the ball came free and looked like for a second there it was going to be Giltner's football, but Edis was able to just fall on it, and uh, they now have a first and 10 from the Giltner 23-yard line. Yeah, it's that was just a great awareness there by Edis to be there ready to pounce on that. But um, Giltner really needed to come over with that if they were going to try and get pull this upset off tonight. And here um, on first and 10, Edis is out of the game. They actually have number 34 in the game. That's Justin Weens, and he's going to get tackled right around the 20-yard line, a gain of three or four there on first down. That's going to make it second and seven. Not too sure what's going on with Edis, why he's not in the game. Well, there he is. He's coming back in now. Must have been uh, maybe a little equipment malfunction or something. Nothing serious, but he's back in. Yeah, that's always good to see. He's a, never want anyone hurt in a football game, especially in the playoffs. It's very hard to do uh, deal with if you do have a playoff game and your uh, star player does get hurt. As uh, Mullen does come out in this tight set again with Edis in the backfield. Now, handoff is to the fullback, number 31. He has stopped right at the line, maybe maybe a yard. That's number uh, 31 that got that Stichka again. He's not getting anything tonight. Uh, Stichka on the much. carry there. Yes, it's going to make it third and seven as he was stuffed right at the line of scrimmage. Great play there by the Giltner Hornets defenses. They're, they're, they're able to keep this run game in control. It's just it's hard to stop this Mullen Bronco football team as they're really good on offense. 
And here on third and seven, 10, 20 left to go here in the first quarter. They line up in that bunch formation. Edis is in the backfield. He's going to take it. He's got some pressure in the backfield. He's going to be tackled short of the first down marker, and that's going to make it fourth and about five here for the Mullen Broncos. Big defensive play coming up. We'll see what they decide to do. Not too sure how good uh, Edis is as a field goal kicker. It's actually going to be fourth and four, as the refs kind of gave him a generous placement there. But um, that'll make it fourth and four. It looks like they're going to go for it. Yeah, I don't really expect a field goal here with the Mullen Tie-Powered offense. You're going to try and go for it. But what's going to be interesting is uh, Edis has only had one carry so far in the second quarter. Two have been to... Shichka, their fullback, and then that yep. number 34 that came in as well. And here they're going to toss the ball to Edis. He's going to have some pressure in the backfield, and he's going to get tackled. No, he breaks free, and he runs the sideline. He goes for a touchdown. Edis there with a great run on fourth and four. Big run, about a 15-yard touchdown run, and that makes our score here at Giltner High School 14 to nothing. We do have a flag on the play, though. We'll see what the flag is. Looks like it's in the area of holding. We are waiting for the call from the refs very late so i'm assuming that was on the uh, giltner coach just a warning as he was uh, i was a warning yeah yeah he did come on field a, a little angry i guess that touchdown will count no holding call on the play that makes it 14 to nothing as we await the two-point conversion from mullen yeah i mean that was just a great run from there uh edis on that outside run to the right side kind of he almost got tripped up just about two yards short and then kind of got lucky well not lucky found his balance and then just outran everyone he's very quick only once he gets to that straight line speed and here on the two-point conversion he's gonna get, the quarterback tried to hand it off but he just got decked in the backfield out of nowhere there great play by number 55 56 actually Bo craig on the tackle great play as they were able to stop that two-point conversion and that makes the keeps the score at 14 nothing we'll take a break our score here at Giltner High School, the Giltner Hornets nothing, and the Mullen Broncos 14. Delcom and Giltner is your electrical data networking security systems thermal communications provider for everything from imaging, industrial electrical, PLC programming, process control, audio, and video work. Delcom and Giltner, your source for data electrical communications. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class D2 second-round playoff game between the ninth-seeded Giltner Hornets and the first-seeded Mullen Broncos. I'd like to thank some sponsors really quick. Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and Husker Power Products. You'll find your full-service irrigation engine hoard quarters in St. Hastings and Sutton. I'd like to take this time to thank some sponsors in Giltner. Giltner State Bank, Delcom, Todd's Body and Glass, B&B Carpet, Robert Shaw Insurance, Village of Giltner, JSK, JSGK Catering and Animal Clinic as well. Thank you for all you do in the Giltner community as that is a touchback now as Giltner takes it at the 15-yard line. Yes, they, that was a booming kick there by the by um, Lane Edis, the running back and the kicker. He does a little bit of everything he does for the Giltner Hornets, or for the Mullen Broncos, excuse me. He also plays free safety. And uh, back here on offense are the Giltner Hornets, and they really need to answer here. Yeah, they really do. Only had seven plays in that first quarter. They need to do something here to get more plays, get more possessions, and uh, get get some uh, plays down the field. They only have negative 10 yards of total offense so far. And here, a rare running play for the Giltner Hornets. They're going to run it to their running back, and he's going to get forward for a gain of about five there on first down, and that's going to make it second and five. Second and four, we'll call it, for the Giltner Hornets. It's a good run there on first down. Yeah, great run there from Trevor Linden. Uh, he needs to... I mean, he's probably going to be the feature back. He only had the one carry for zero yards in the first first quarter. But if you can get him going, you can get your passing game going as well as he gets another run up the middle. Yeah, he's going to run it up the middle, and he's going to be tackled 
just after crossing the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a gain of a few feet there, and that'll keep it at... Actually, they gave him a couple yards there as he was able to fall forward. That'll make it third and two here for the Giltner Hornets. Big third down. Yeah, you got to got to do something. Uh, passing game is not really being efficient. Only one for four so far for Krebecki and nine yards total uh, for him throwing. Like I said, now the they've had two total two yards total offense so far. And here Garaki's going to run it himself, a quarterback keeper. He's going to fall forward. For a first down, they'll mark him just ahead of the first down marker, and that gives them a first and 10 here from right around the 26-yard line. Big third down conversion there, as I think that's their first first down conversion, not because of a penalty, because they had one because of a penalty. But other than that, that's their first first down conversion. Yeah, it, it really is. It is, and uh, they're not really doing much on offense. Like I said, now they're at a two or five yards of total offense as a team, and they're not doing too much, but you got to get something going here if you're a Giltner. And here Garaki's going to drop passing. He's going to throw a little swing pass to his running back, number 14 there on the catch. That is Trevor Linden, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds after a gain of about three on first down, and that's going to make it second and seven here for the Giltner Hornets. At least they're moving the ball forward now a little bit better than they have been. Yeah, and that's the biggest key here is if you're you got to keep up with them, like we said. Now you're down 14-0. you got to get a score to start to stay keeping it within one score and hope your defense can do something like they did uh, two possessions ago for this Mullen Bronco offense, but now if you're Giltner, you gotta start gotta get something going. Get it off, get the offense going here. As they're about to come out for their uh, second down play. And here on second and eight they line up with uh, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Garaki's gonna keep it himself again and he's gonna fall forward for a gain of about six there. That's gonna make it third and two here for the Giltner Hornets as they're facing another third down. You gotta do something here. It's only a third and two, so you I mean it's very manageable to get it here. Uh, interestingly, they've been doing a lot of that spread concept set and then running it with either their fullback or Gorecki. He is very good uh, running as well. I'll bring up his stats after this next play here. And here on third and two, they line up in that same formation, two receivers to the left and one to the right. And Garaki's going to actually drop back to throw. This time he's going to throw a little out route over here, completed on the near sideline, number five on the catch, Reese Lyon. And that is a first down here as he crosses midfield down at the 38-yard line. That's going to make it first and 10 here for the Hornets. Yeah, great play there. And in the first non-run of this quarter, which is good for them, uh, going back, like I mentioned, Garaki, not just a great passer, seven, uh, 1,769 yards, 29 touchdowns, and one interception as well on the season passing. But he is a good runner, 755 yards and 12 touchdowns as well. So he's has very good numbers total for just being a quarterback. And here on first and 10 from the 38-yard line, Garaki's in the backfield with Trevor Linden, and they're going to bring Hansen in motion. It's going to be a little triple uh, option play. They're going to pitch it to Hansen. He's going to get forward for a gain of about three there, and that's going to make it second and seven. Actually make it second and six. He was able to fall forward for another yard, and that'll be, like I said, second and six here for the Gilton Hornets as they are starting to move the ball downfield. Seven minutes left to go here in this first half. And obviously no wind as it's only about three miles per hour out of the southwest. So you can kind of throw it a little bit if you're a Giltner and you got and, uh also, the temperature isn't very effective. Uh, for isn't really cold enough to affect them yet. It's only about 50 degrees. So they're doing something here that they found that they can get away with against Mullen, especially in the run game. And here on second and seven, they line up with uh, Garaki and Linden in the backfield. Two receivers to the left here on the near sideline. Garaki's going to do a little another option play. It's going to be a pitch to Linden, and he's going to fall forward for a gain of about one yard on the play there. That's going to make it third and six here for the Giltner Hornets. A big, we've been saying this a lot, but this is a big third down. It's not as manageable as the other two have been 
They were both third and twos. This one's third and six, six minutes to go, and Giltner's already down 14 to nothing. They really need to score here on this drive. Yeah, they really do. I mean, even if you can get the uh, pooch bump, as you call it, uh, off here and get a bit, pin them deep, uh, you still got to get a score. It'd be great. It'd be better than even pinning them deep here. And here on third and six, Garaki's going to drop pass. He has all day in the pocket. He's slinging it deep. He has a man open, and it's going to be caught. Not sure if he was in bounds. And they do call him inbounds. Wait, do they? Yes, they do. He's going to be down right at the three-yard line. Big play there. Not sure if he actually was able to get his feet down, but it doesn't matter because the refs called it a complete catch, and that makes it first and goal right at the, what is that, about the two- or three-yard line. About the three-yard line is what it looks like to me. Great play. He had great separation there from number 33. Lane Edis. Uh, Lane Edis, yeah, the running, big running back. He's coming off the field now as he got burned on that play. But just great separation. I'll talk about that here a little more momentarily. And here Garaki's going to take the direct snap. Or actually, Trevor Linden's going to take the direct snap, excuse me. And he's going to be tackled in the backfield. That was actually a lot of trickery there. Wasn't sure who the snap went to. And that's going to make it second and goal here from about the seven-yard line now as they lost some yards on that play. Actually make it the five-yard line. Still lost two yards. Yeah, and not much going on there. You're kind of just you're trying to get something with the run game, hoping that they catch them off guard a little bit. But going back to that last passing play, he had him beat about five yards. Eden went up, and it went right through his hands, and caught, and it was caught there by number 11, the wide receiver. Brody four. Hansen. Brody Hansen, yeah, a great catch by him. Yes, it was. It was a great catch. I think just, he was able to get that foot, just, just yeah, that one foot one down. Yeah, That's yeah. all that matters. Yep, and here on second and goal from the five-yard line, Garaki's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield again. That's two straight tackles for losses here for the Mullen Broncos. That's going to make it second and goal from about the seven-yard line. Third and goal, excuse me, from the seven-yard line. As now uh, Giltner is facing a, a tough a tough third down here. Yeah, they really are. And you got to score on this possession. Not, not necessarily this play, but if you can get it on this possession at all, you can be very effective. They're at the uh, nine-yard line now. Yep, they actually. Almost at the ten, actually. Yeah, they put it at third and goal from the nine, just close to the ten-yard line. So Call big play here. Yeah, nine and a half. Garaki's going to drop back. He's looking to throw. He's looking in the end zone. He's under pressure. He's going to throw a little out route over the head there again of Josh Henricks, and that's going to make it fourth and goal here from the nine-yard line as uh, Bardos is faced with a decision here. I'm sure he'll go for it, though. Yeah, you got to, especially down 14 nothing. Even being inside the 10, you're still pinning, them very, pinning this Mullen team very deep in their own zone, and they'd be very effective uh, for the defense. Even You can even run it a little bit just to, be, uh, just to kind of be careful, not turn it over and try and do a pick six. You never know. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I don't it's, think they're going to run it. I don't think they are either. I'm just saying <laughs> if you're really being conservative and not trying to score, just trying to get a basically a, a very deep pin, you can. But I think they're going to go for the score here. Yeah, here on fourth and goal from the nine-yard line. They line up with three receivers to the right, one to the left. Garaki's going to drop back and throw. He's under pressure, and he's going to get sacked. The ball comes free, scooped up here by Mullen. Actually, they call it an incomplete pass as he was uh, – Threw it away right before he got sacked. Nonetheless, it's going to be a turnover on downs here for the Giltner Hornets. And Mullen will get the ball back with first and 10 from their own nine-yard line as Giltner was not able to capitalize on that first and goal to go. Yeah, great possession from them, though. Uh, they had the uh, 13 plays, about 80, was it, or not 80, wow, 70 yards, excuse me, because they started at their own 10. After that penalty, so they did do a 67. very... 67. 67, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, very good, effective drive from them. And a way to kill a lot of clock and take a lot of time off so Mullen can't score quickly. As and, they're about to pass the ball here. And here they do pass. It's a play-action pass, and they got a man wide open, and he catches it. He crosses midfield. He's down right at the 30. 
five-yard line. Big play there. Big catch by number 80, Ty Durfee. And that is a big, big play there. They've already thrown it as many times as they did last week. And that gives them first and 10 here from their from the Giltner 36-yard line. That was a gain of about 40 on the play. Yeah, 35 is what it actually is ruled as. But nonetheless, a great play and a decision from them to kind of attack downfield. Giltner is not expecting it, especially out of this bunch formation. You can throw it to about four different guys. And they could all be running different routes. Yeah, everybody's eligible, basically. And here on first and ten, they're going to do another pitch play to eat us. A flag does come out. This one is in the area of holding it as it came out right as the play started. We will see what the official call is. I, I couldn't quite tell. I was, wasn't following the lineman on this, but it is holding now on the uh, Mullen Broncos. And then we pulled back five more yards. So the big catch is really only for 30 yards now as it's going to be first and 15 from, a, or, uh, from the other side of the 40, about the 38. And Mullen's still there in good good position here after that quick strike. As they, uh, oh, it is a ten yard penalty. I totally forgot about that. I was I'm used to different different rules, I guess. Yeah, where is it five yards? I, I don't know. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be somewhere. I remember holding being a five yard penalty in like Madden or something, maybe. Oh know. my lord! So we're okay. We're done. We're done <laughs> with that discussion. First and twenty here for the Mullen Broncos. They line up from their own thirty four yard line. And uh, they have first and 20. Like I said, they're going to hand the ball off here to Edis. He's going to get forward. Yes, I'm running room. Breaks a tackle. He's crossed the first down marker. He's to the 20. He's to the 10. And he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Edis. Lane Edis on the big run there on first and 20. And that makes our score here at Giltner High School 20 to nothing. The Mullen Broncos are leading with 324 left to go here in the first half as we now await the two-point conversion. Yeah, that's exactly what you don't want to do if you're Gildner. Know exactly what you wanted from Mullen to get that quick score and uh, finish off the finish off the drive after that big play, especially two play drive to get nine or and two big plays. Yards. Yeah, two big plays get 70 yards and finish off that score. And here on the two point conversion, they're going to do a little toss play to number 34 here on the carry, Justin Weens, and he's going to get. Did he get in? Nope, they didn't call him get in. So that's going to keep the score at 20 to nothing here at Gildner High School. The Gildner Hornets losing to the Mullen Broncos. You're listening to Class D2 second-round playoff football on 1230 KHAS. This is Eric Clickty, the branch manager of Giltner State Bank, a branch of Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. I would like to invite you to stop into our new location just off of the Giltner Spur. Come meet our friendly staff and visit with us about our products and services. We have a hometown-friendly atmosphere that will make your banking experience pleasant. We specialize in agricultural loans as well as your personal loan needs. We're an equal housing lender. Come in and see what we can do for you. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Gilmer High School for the Class D2 second round playoff game between the first-seeded Mullen Broncos and the ninth-seeded Giltner Hornets. Our score, 22 to nothing, as uh, they did get that two-point conversion. like to thank some presenting sponsors really quick. Mary Landing Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. We are now ready for the kickoff from the Mullen uh, Broncos. It's a high kick, not a very far one. It's going to land right at the 15-yard line. It's going to be fielded at the 10, and it's almost fielded there by the Mullen Broncos. It actually is. It was fielded by the Mullen Broncos. Big play there on special teams as they were not able to field the ball, did the Giltner Horn. It's kind of a mental mental lapse there, and uh, now... Mullen's going to have first and goal to go once again. Yeah, I mean, that's not how you want to – that's not a good three-play 
three play the possession there from Geltner. You got the two big plays and then the the bad kickoff that you didn't get. So you not, just bad errors, I guess, for Geltner here. Yeah, some mental mistakes here, some mental lapses here on these uh, last few plays here for the Mullen. For the Giltner Hornets, excuse me, and the Mullen Broncos have first and goal to go from the six-yard line with 3.22 left here in the first half. They're going to try to increase their lead. They're going to pass it again. Number 14 is dropping back. He's throwing to the back of the end zone. It's going to be incomplete there. A play action and trying to catch Giltner off guard, but they weren't caught off guard as they stopped it there. Now that's going to make it second and goal from the six-yard line. be interesting to see if they come back to that run or, or to the pass, excuse me, or if they go to the run again like the bread and butter that they've been doing all day. Number 33, Edis has 115 yards already. You can add a couple more here from him. He's been running very well. And I what do you mean add a couple more? Are you going to assume he's going to get some yards here on this play? I, I, I guarantee you scores on this one. No. Put it out there. Okay, here on second and goal from the six-yard line, they're going to toss the ball to Edis, and he's going to get stuffed at the line of scrimmage, and he's not going to get much there. That's going to make it third and goal from the five-yard line. Are oh, you looking at him? He's so close. I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? Three I, minutes left to go here in the first half. I didn't say anything. I, I definitely didn't guarantee a score here. I don't know what you're talking about. Our score here <laughs> at Giltner High School is the Mullen Broncos up over the Giltner Hornets, 22 to nothing, with 2.50 left to go here in the first half. Is a big, big, big mistake there on that kickoff as he kind of just let it bounce, did Stetcha, or, uh, Stitchka, excuse me, and just fell in front of him, and he didn't. Wasn't able to get on it on time, and somehow Mullen got there first. And here on third and goal from the five-yard line, we're going to have an offsides here, maybe a false start. Yep, they have an off. Oh, they do call it a false start. I knew it, as a lot of people thought it was going to be an offsides, but I saw the the lineman there, a little bit of a twitch, and that's going to make it third and goal from the 10-yard line. You said offsides first, too. No, I said false start. No, I said offsides. Well, I, I meant false. false start. Whatever. Anyways, from the 11 now, this is a good opportunity for, or from the 10 rather, this is a good opportunity that Giltner uh, has to get a stop here and get the ball back, score right before halftime, and they get the ball back in the second half as they did defer, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, this so, is a big couple big play. of plays here for the Giltner Hornets uh, defensive team, and they're going to drop back to throw. He's got a man open in the corner of the end zone, and it's incomplete there. Edis dropped it. And that is going to make it fourth and goal from the 10-yard line. And now we'll see here what Coach Mitch Pfeiffer has in store for this fourth goal, fourth and goal play. Yeah, I believe he's probably just going to try and run it with Edis, the bread and butter of what they've been doing all season, all game, uh, all that. All uh, year, all season. Oh, actually, they are. They are, they are lining up for the two-point or for the field goal, excuse me. Number 74 out there to kick it, Kobe Walker. We will see what happens here on this fourth and goal kick and the snap is good the hold is good and the kick is good what a kick there as that makes the score 25 to nothing here at giltner high school the mullen broncos leading over the giltner hornets you're listening to class d2 second round playoff football on 12 30 khas do you have a passion for athletics are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the class of two seconds. 
Village of Giltner, Robert Sharon Insurance, and Delcom. Thank you for all you do in the Giltner community. And here is the kickoff, and this time it's actually fielded, but he's going to be tackled behind the 10-yard line. Not a great return at all, as the kick was a high one and a deep one, and he took it out right around the 3-yard line and wasn't able to get past the 10. Actually, they mark him down right at the 10-yard line. That's going to make it first and 10 here for the Giltner Hornets. A lot of 10s there. Yeah, there are a lot of times they need to score very quickly here with about 222 left on the clock. They need to get a score and then probably take a bunch of time off so Mullen can't answer and then get the ball back and they'd be only and if they score again they'd only be down 25 to 14. Yeah, or, or maybe 16 or, or 18. And uh, here on first and 10, they're going to throw the ball deep. It's going to be intercepted here by the Mullen Broncos. Number 10 there on the pick. That is Luke Christian, the, actually the starting quarterback for the Mullen Broncos, and that's going to be a turnover there, a big one, as Garaki, that's only his second interception of the year. That's got to hurt. Yeah, that does. He just underthrew it a little bit, stepped into it, didn't quite judge how deep his wide receiver was. but He was open, too. He was wide open, yeah. He just had to loft it over, over him and uh, just didn't put enough on it. Yeah, but it was a little bit of a lapse of judgment there. as he, Like you said, he didn't put enough on the football, enough oomph on the football, enough stank as my old head coach from in high school used to say enough stank on that football and here on first and 10 they're going to hand the ball off to Stichka and he's going to be tackled right at the line of scrimmage actually falls forward for a gain of about two there and that's going to make it second and eight here 202 left to go here in this first half Gilder takes a timeout our score here at Giltner High School the Mullen Broncos 25 and the Giltner Hornets zero the representatives of the Village of Giltner encourage and support the Giltner Hornets in all of their activities. To succeed, you must believe that you can. Good luck, Hornets, in all that you strive to accomplish from the Village of Giltner. In Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School in the Class D2 second round playoff game between the Giltner Hornets and the Mullen Broncos. Mullen leading over Giltner 25 to nothing with 2.02 left to go in the second quarter. I'd like to thank some sponsors really quick Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, Your Full Service Irrigation Engine Headquarters in Hastings and Sutton as we're back after the Giltner timeout. And we, at this time, we'd like to say if you're at another game, we'd love to get the score updates from your caller text, the updates. 308-646-0506. We'll add to our live football scoreboard found on PrattRiverPreps.com. We can also find other scores and games. That the There's a run there by Edis to the outside, and he is tackled down by a gang of Giltner uh, Hornets. Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was lost in the reader. That's where I got lost. Yeah, no, it's understandable. And here, that's going to make it third and seven here for the Mullen Broncos. As a big third down, as we have another stop, uh, stop in the clock, and it's going to be another timeout here by the Broncos, or the actually it's a timeout here by the Broncos. We will take a timeout right along with them. Our score here at Giltner High School, the Mullen Broncos 25 and the Giltner Hornets nothing. Delcom and Giltner is your electrical data networking, security systems, thermal communications provider for everything from imaging, industrial electrical, PLC programming, process control, audio and video work. Delcom and Giltner, your source for data electrical communications. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist, is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. 1230 KHAS. Back here at 
high school for the Class D2 second-round playoff game between the 19 and Gilder Hornets and the first-seeded Broncos. Time for late thing sponsors here for Gilder. Robert Shaw Insurance, Todd's Body and Glass, JSGK Catering, B&B Carpet, Giltner State Bank, Village of Giltner, uh, Animal Clinic, and Delcom. Thanks for all you do in the Giltner community. And here on third and five, a big third down here for the Giltner defense. They really don't want to let uh, Mullen back into the end zone again. A minute 44 left to go here in the second quarter. Mullen is leading 25 to nothing. Here on third and five, they're going to toss the ball to Edis. He's going to break a tackler. Nope, he's actually going to be tripped up right at the line of scrimmage. That's where they'll mark him down. And it's going to be fourth and five as we have another timeout here. This one is from Giltner. The last one was too. We'll take a timeout right along with him. Our score here at Giltner High School. The Mullen Broncos 25 and the Giltner Hornets nothing. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hosier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. The representatives of the Village of Giltner encourage and support the Giltner Hornets in all of their activities. To succeed, you must believe that you can. Good luck, Hornets, in all that you strive to accomplish from the Village of Giltner. Twelve thirty, KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class D two second round playoff game between the Giltner Hornets and the Mullen Broncos. Our score twenty five to nothing. Mullen leading over Giltner. Like to thank some sponsors really quick: Manager Landing Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, Your Full Service Irrigation Engine Headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. I also like to thank Giltner State Bank, Robert Shaw Insurance, Village of Giltner, Todd's Body and Glass, Delcom. JSGK Catering, Animal Clinic, B&B Carpet as well. Thank you for all you do in the Hastings, or wow, Giltner community. <laughs> and here on fourth and five, the Mullen Broncos are going to go for it. They're going to hand the ball off to Edison. He's got some running room. He breaks a tackle, and he's going to be forward for a first down, a gain of about seven there on fourth down. Big, big fourth down conversion, and that's going to make it first down and goal to go. Nope, not goal to go, excuse me. That's going to make it first down and ten from about the 12-yard line. They can get another first down, but... Highly unlikely is they're, they're 12 yards away from the end zone. Yeah, you could see about anything here. Just kidding. It's probably going to be a run to Edis like usual or Stichka. Who, you never, and it, it, is, it is to Stichka here on this. They're going to give it to the fullback. He's going to fall forward for a gain of about two there. And now we have a timeout here uh, by Mullen. A minute 14 left to go here in the second quarter. We will take a break right along with him. Our score here at Giltner, 25 to nothing. Mullen is leading. B&B Carpet. Shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at B&B the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to B&B Carpet and Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go. Twelve thirty, KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class B two second round playoff game. A lot of timeouts here in this uh, closing minutes of the first half. Minute fourteen left to go in the second quarter. I'd like to thank a couple of sponsors really quick: Mary Landing Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, Your Full Service Irrigation Engine Headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Second and eight here for the Mullen Broncos as they lead 25 to nothing with a minute 14 left in the second quarter. It's going to be a toss play to the right side to Edis. He's going to break a tackle. He's going to get a first down and more, and he's going to be into the end zone for a touchdown. We do have a flag, though. We will see what the call is. 
But as of right now, that is a touchdown for Lane Edis. What is that? If that is counts, that would be his third touchdown of the game. We will see what the call is. It's a face mask on Giltner. Actually, his fourth touchdown of the game, Lane Edis's. And that makes the score here 31 to nothing with a minute 08 left to go here in the second quarter. Now, Mullen's in danger of getting uh, running clocked. Yeah, they. Well, the Mullen is in danger of getting the running clock on Gilbert. Oh, yes. Is in yeah, I of getting messed up running there. Clock. Yeah, thank you. Thank hey, you for clarifying just, just that semantics. for the audience. Just semantics, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, they are very much in danger of that. They need to get some scores coming out in the second half, force some turnovers, do something. They to, still have time here in the first. They yeah. got a high-powered offense. They could score in a minute 08. Yeah, it's just got, you got to minimize the mistakes like they've had been making. Yes, that's true. They can't throw another pick. They can't throw another pick. They, gotta, they can't attack downfield is what it looks like to me. Well, they, I mean, he's had guys open. He's just... Underthrown him or overthrown well, he, him. He had that one really good pass play uh, to that. that and that was really a great was, catch by the wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, it really was. As the uh, two-point two here is run by Edis, kind of bumbles his way toward the goal line. Doesn't look like he got it, though. He did not get it, and that keeps the score at 31 to nothing. We will take a break. Our score here at Giltner High School, Mullen 31 and Giltner nothing. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Gilmer High School for the Class D2 second round playoff game between Broncos and There's a lot of timeouts we've been taking here. Minute 08 left to go here in the second quarter. And um, uh, we, if you had another game, we'd love to get the score updates from you. Call or text updates at 308-646-0506. I'll add to our live football scoreboard found at platriverpreps.com where you can also listen to other games and look at other scores, which we will also be talking about here at the halftime show here in Giltner as that yeah. kick goes into the into the end zone and is a touchback. It is a touchback. We have a couple of upsets to tell you about, too. A couple of surprising upsets, especially in the Class D1 <laughs> class D one football uh, playoffs. And here, not too much of an upset we have brewing here as the Mullen Broncos are leading over the Giltner Hornets 31 to nothing Here on first and 10, they're going to drop back to throw, and it's going to be an overthrow again. That's been the problem here for Garaki. He's been overthrowing left and right, and the one underthrow he had actually ended up being a pick, and that'll make it second and ten here for the Hornets. Yeah, only four completions on 11 attempts for him. 50 yards, though, just because of that 32-yard pass play that they had earlier that we mentioned that set up uh, their best possession of the game. And here on second and ten, they are going to throw the ball again. Garaki's going to drop back to throw, and he's going to throw it underneath. It's going to be That's going to go. Number 74 there on the pick. Great play there by the Mullen defense. Kobe Walker, also the place kicker, and that makes the score 37 to nothing with 58 seconds to go. You said it, Will. You said it. You can't have another mistake like that. And then um, don't. Uh, that's just a tough one to deal with it there really for the is. Giltner Hornets, and especially with it being on a, such a good uh, route. It's just a great. It's just even a better play from number 74 there. Kind of a lax throw there too by Garaki. Yeah, a little bit. Kobe Walker kind of just undercut it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Has re- he's got really long arms. So that's mainly why he got it there. But now we just await the two-point conversion to try and now that we're going to have a running clock in the second half here. And now, yet they're going to toss it here to Edis, and he's going to try to dive into the end zone, and he gets it. That's going to make it 39 to nothing here. We'll take a break as our score here at Giltner High School, the Mullen Broncos 39 and Giltner nothing. 
in Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hozier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. 1230-KHAS. Back here at Giltner the Class D2 second-round playoff game between the Giltner Hornets and the Mullen Broncos. Our score, Mullen, 39, Giltner, nothing. Like to thank a couple of sponsors really quick. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And here is the first, the kickoff, rather. And it's going to be a deep one fielded at about the two-yard line. He's going to cut it upfield, and he's going to be tackled out of bounds right at the 12-yard, the 20-yard line. And that is where Giltner will have their drive starting with 52 seconds left to go. Not sure if you really want to be too aggressive here as he just threw a pick six. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got to still just to get into the... You don't want to get running clocked in the second half. Well, I mean, they already got it because it is But if they score here before, they would nullify it. Oh, that's true, yeah. And here they're going to throw the ball with Garaki, and he's going to be sacked. Loss loss of four there on the play. That's going to make it second and 14 here for the Giltner Hornets as Giltner is just not able to do anything on offense. They've had about one good drive. They hurry up back to the line of scrimmage. They're trying to get a couple plays off here before the first half ends. 33 seconds left to go. Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's looking over the middle field. He's going to be scrambling out now as he's under pressure. He's going to throw it deep, and it's going to be caught here. Great catch there by number five, Reese Lyon. He's been kind of the MVP for this team as he's the one making plays, and uh, that gives them a first down and 10 here from about the 30-yard line as they're going to try to get back on the ball as quickly as they can. 24 seconds left to go here in the first half. They got them lined up. Garaki's calling for the ball. He's going to drop back. He's under pressure again. Big-time pressure. Rolls out to the left. He's looking for a man to throw to. No one's open. He's going to throw it to the middle of the field, and it's incomplete there. And that's going to make it 14 seconds left here in the first half. Incomplete as 14 is kind of down on the field, a little bit shaken up. And uh, he's able to walk up before... Anything happens, he's going to come off here, though. That is Trevor Linden there coming off the field. And um, that's going to make it second and 10 here with 14 seconds left to go in the first half. Yeah, I don't see much expecting here outside of passes, but you could do uh, something a little tricky here. But leading runner just came off the field. And here on second and 10, Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's got all day in the pocket. He's going to throw it deep. He had a man over and open over the middle, but he didn't throw it to him. He tried to get it to his... Uh, Wide receiver there on the outside, Brody Hansen, but it is incomplete as he overthrew him. Also, he wasn't very open, but we do have two flags here right at the line of scrimmage. He's going to be holding on Giltner, and that's going to push him back 10 yards, and that's going to make it second and 20 if Mullen um, accepts it, which they do. Yeah, I mean, you got to – that's kind of what you got to do on that penalty call, but there was that left tackle that was holding on that one. I believe that's who they called it on. You can kind of tell that he was holding on to his uh, – his defender's jersey a little bit and not letting him get to his quarterback, which is kind of what you got to do at this point, not letting your quarterback get hit. Yeah, because he's under pressure now, and also Mullen knows they're going to be passing it. Here, eight seconds left to go. Second and 20 for the Giltner Hornets. Uh, Garaki's going to drop back to throw here. He's looking over the middle. He's under pressure. He's going to be sacked again as he tries to get the ball out. Could have been a fumble, but they call it an incomplete pass. Could be intentional grounding here. What what is that? What, what did they call him? Oh, his it. knee was down, so it was That's a sack it, here. Yeah. And uh, one second left to go here in the first half, and that'll end the first half. We'll be back with a first half recap. Some scores from around the state. Our score here at Gilner High School. 
The Mullen Broncos, 39, and the Giltner Hornets, nothing. The Animal Clinic in Hastings reminds you to beware of chocolate and hearty foods for pets. The fall and winter parallel our holiday seasons when we ramp up our intake of hearty, heavy foods and sweets. It's important to make sure your pets don't get into any foods that can make them sick. For dogs, this means chocolate, grapes, and raisins are off limits because they're toxic. Just because some foods aren't technically considered toxic to pets doesn't mean they're safe. Rich, high-fat foods can cause stomach problems such as diarrhea and gastroenteritis and even more serious conditions like pancreatitis. Also, think about small food items that can be choking hazards, like turkey bones around Thanksgiving. Talk to your veterinarian to make sure you know what's safe and what's not. This message has been brought to you by the Animal Clinic in Hastings because they care about your pets. This is Eric Lichty, the branch manager of Giltner State Bank, a branch of Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. I would like to invite you to stop into our new location just off of the Giltner Spur. Come meet our friendly staff and visit with us about our products and services. We have a hometown-friendly atmosphere that will make your banking experience pleasant. We specialize in agricultural loans as well as your personal loan needs. We're an equal housing lender. Come in and see what we can do for you. 1230 K-H-A-S. Neither one of us had to take an Uber to get to work today. We were okay. At Giltner High School for the little halftime show, halftime report, excuse me, our first half. Uh, Giltner losing this football game to the Mullen Broncos, 39 to nothing. It was not a good second quarter. They let a lot of points up, but we will talk about the recap in a little bit here. First, we're going to get you from some scores from around the state here in the playoff time. In uh, Class D1, the West Bracket, we have an upset. Perkins County over West Holt, 32-27. to 27. Wow, Perkins County, the ninth seed, upsetting the one seed, West Holt. They move on to take on the winner of Medicine Valley and Hemingford. Looks like Medicine Valley is going to win that game as they're up 54-22 to 22 in the fourth quarter. And then in, um, we're just getting underway there in South Loop. As South Loop is playing Elm Creek, that score is 0-0 zero zero in the first quarter. You can actually hear that game on 98.9 KKPR. And then Kennesaw, they get upset as well by CWCE, 27-7. to That wow. game was on ESPN 1550. They're moving on to Class D1. Those are the one and two seeds in that bracket. Too. Yeah, but That's the one insane. and two seeds are gone out of the Class D1 West bracket. And then I'm moving to the Class D1 East bracket. Uh, East Butler beating Nebraska Lutheran, 8 to nothing. That's in the first quarter. Johnson Brock beating Pender, 66-16. to and then Howells Dodge and Loudress Central Catholic, that game is in the first quarter with a stalemate, 0-0. Zero to zero. And then moving on to Class D2 football, Mullen beating Giltner, as you are hearing at this game right now, 39 to nothing. Garden County lost to Lawrence Nelson, 26-14. to 14. Twin Loop and Paxton there in the first quarter in a stalemate, 0-0. Zero to zero. This game, you can hear on the Breeze, KLIQ 94.5, Blue Hill, taking on north central that score is 42 to 20 blue hill is winning and uh moving on the class d2 east bracket bloomfield and randolph that game will be kicking off at seven o'clock tonight fall city sacred heart is beating humphrey st francis 20 to 6 and then why not is beating friend 34 to 2 in the fourth quarter that's another upset is why not is the sixth seed friend is the three and then bds and fullerton just got things kicked off and that score is zero to zero we'll be right back with a little First half recap for my friend here, Will Ryan. You're listening to Class D2 um, 
second round of the playoffs on 1230 KHAS. Two months after he got married, Ron was diagnosed with cancer. Just because of the, the type of cancer I had directly affected the ability to have children. This basically would eliminate any chances of having children naturally. You know, we went from the joy of getting married and starting that part, and then poof, your perspective just completely flips. And so when I found out I was pregnant that Saturday, it was just absolutely mind-boggling. It was uh, one of the best days of my life. It made me forget about all that bad stuff that had happened. And I can't help but be incredibly proud because I never thought I'd have a chance to have a first Mother's Day or hold my baby. It just makes the love stronger. We are Ron and Kara Faber. And our son Graham was born at Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. 1230 KHAS. Welcome back to Giltner here. I'm Will Ryan on 1230 KHAS. You're listening to the Poland Broncos, the number one seed in the D2 bracket against nine seeded Giltner at the C2 or D2, class D2 second round playoff game, excuse me. We are at halftime right now. Mullen is up 39 to nothing. And uh, very just been very dominating today. Only 50, 57 yards of total offense for Giltner in this game, as well as uh, three intercept or two interceptions rather, and five sacks uh, allowed. So they're not doing much on offense. Quarterback number 13 for them, uh, Grebecki, is uh, be- leading the charge with, for them. Five for 15, 74 yards, as well as those two picks, and then allowing five sacks. Offensive line not doing much help for for him in the running game either. They've ran the ball 13 times and have. Uh, Negative, yeah, negative 15 yards on the day for them, so not too good of numbers for them. They did have that one really good possession to open up the second quarter. It was a 15-play drive, got it down to the 10, and then or got down to the 3, actually, off a uh, pass from Grebecki, a 33-yard pass to number 11 for them, the wide receiver. That would be uh, Brody Hansen got down to the 3, and then just a couple misplays right after that, a sack. Uh, a number, or actually a one-yard loss, rather, for number 14 for them on that play uh, to get it down to the four, and then that'd be a Trevor Linden, and then a sack by number 13 taken there by Grobecki, a three-yard loss for him as well. So they kind of lost that, and then turned the ball over on the 10 with a uh, try. They tried to throw a pass and couldn't quite get it completed, and it was kinda, he was about getting sacked at the same time, so he lost that one. Mullen took over and drove down the field. How we did get to this score, however. It's just a complete Mullen domination by their running back, the number 33, Lane Edis. He's doing a lot for them today. He's got 20 carries, 140 yards, four touchdowns already in this game. Every score has come from him except for the field goal by number 74, uh, Kobe Walker, as well as the interception from him. He had a pick six with about 225, or actually about 58 seconds, rather, left in the uh, first half and made the score 39-0. Uh Definitely the key here is that Mullen's defense has been dominating and not allowing much. And then their offense led by Edis, like I mentioned, 140 yards, four touchdowns on 20 carries already. That's that's almost as much as uh, you should have in a full game. But they've been doing very well on the ground as well. With number 31 as well, their fullback, Stichka, he has about seven carries for 42 yards in lieu of him. And then even number 34 has about four carries for about 10 yards. So he's doing... A little bit of job when Edis does come out, but which isn't that often. But we will be 
coming right back here in Gilner. We got about seven minutes, seven minutes and 45 seconds left in the uh, halftime break. We'll come back and have a little bit more uh, recap and uh, discussion about this game. And it, like like I said once again, Mullen 39, Giltner 0 here on KHAS 1230. The representatives of the village of Giltner encourage and support the Giltner Hornets in all of their activities. To succeed, you must believe that you can. Good luck, Hornets, in all that you strive to accomplish from the village of Giltner. In Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. 1230 KHAS. It's 1230 KHAS. My name is Will Ryan here for the uh, halftime recap show. And uh, just uh, like I mentioned, 39 nothing for Mullen. A little bit. We, before I get more into uh, the, some recaps, I would like to thank some sponsors here. Presenting sponsor for the playoffs in 2017, Mary Landing Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, as well as Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine, headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, as well as some sponsors here for local community of Giltner, Giltner State Bank, Robert Shaw Insurance, Village of Giltner, Todd's Body and Glass, JSGK Catering, Delcom, Animal Clinic, and B&B Carpet. Thanks for all you do in the Giltner community. Uh, once again, the score is 39-0 for Mullen. They are having a pretty good game from them. And uh, number 33 has been kind of just doing what he normally does. Uh, we talked about it a little bit pregame, brought it up a lot as well. Uh, this team does a very good, ha- have a very good first half usually. They score 41 in the first half on average, 24 in the first quarter, which was a lot down this game as they only scored eight in that first quarter and then really poured it on in the second half as they kind of turned it on and I mentioned that it probably was the bus ride and a little bit of the temperature it has gotten a little bit colder here it was 50 at the start of this game it's about 40 looks like 45 now uh, wind hasn't really done much still five miles per hour doesn't really look to be affecting it out here there's a gaggle of trees kind of blocking it all so there's not much really the environment's doing I think it was just really that uh, three-hour bus ride that Mullen did take uh, to get up here he kind of had that slow start like I mentioned eight no eight nothing First quarter, uh, Giltner really felt like they were looked like they were kind of in it, and then they just started doing making a lot of mistakes. Starting with that second quarter, they did a very good, uh, have that really good drive, like I mentioned, this 15 play drive, and then they just kind of fell apart really at the end of that drive where they had the sack and then the negative yard run by number 14 for them, as well the uh, Linden, their running back. That's where it all started to really fall apart. After that, they had the two interceptions, and that, and then the uh, kickoff return as well that they kind of dropped that Mullen got to and took over about at the, uh, I believe it was the five-yard line on that one. Uh, Mike, what did you really see in this first half that kind of uh, really did anything? I guess you'll wait just a little bit here on his thoughts a little bit more, but Mullen's defense really is what uh, did the did the real toll on this. It wasn't really, wasn't Eden's as much as their defense. Two interceptions. Uh, number 10 had that interception on uh, the deep pass, it's kind of underthrown. He was in the right spot at the right time, made the interception. And then number 74 was also their place kicker, and he got that pick six from about the 20-yard line and got the return there to make a really good score and really uh, make take have Mullen's defense really take it over. Uh, really, it's just been mistakes here. Mike, what, do you, what have you seen this whole uh, first half? Got anything um, to contribute? Really, the first quarter wasn't that bad defensively for – 
the Giltner Hornets is they only let up 14 points. Giltner, I mean, Mullen usually scores about 24 points in the first quarter, but that second quarter was pretty disastrous. They allowed 25 points, and that is something you can't do, and it was just mistake after mistake. Two interceptions in that second quarter, that turnover on the kickoff, them not even fielding the ball. It was a, it was a rough game. Rough quarter, I mean, rough second quarter. And it's yeah. been a rough game for the yeah. Giltner Hornets. Yeah, and I, like I said, like that really started with that first drive ending on the 10-yard line and having that turnover of downs and then the, the interception on the next pe- next possession and then the picks and then the uh, missed punt right after that they were already down 22 nothing they needed to make a play the uh, or not the punt kickoff actually yes they're, again they were down 22 nothing the punt or Mullen was punting to Giltner and they just decided not to field it and it was left on about the six yard line Mullen picked it up scored one more time and then they uh Mullen got another pick six on that very next possession, actually. Yep, yep. And that towards the of, end of the first half. Yeah, about two. That was that was not a. Are you talking about the? There was only one pick six. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. But the, there was two picks. Two pick, yeah, I was talking the second one. That was the, the pick first six. pick six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he. Uh, not a great play. No, it was it was a nice play. I mean, it, it was just a well, lot. Not of, a great play by the the offense. Yeah, exactly. Saying, yes. The defense defender number seventy four for them, Kobe Walker really made a good play, kind of holding his own, staying a little bit back, forcing. Uh, the quarterback to make that throw, Grabecki, he kind of like forced that. Garaki. Garaki. I misread. I could try to combine two two names right Grabecki. next to each other. That's that is my selective dyslexia. You better hope you there. don't get a call from uh, the Garakis. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> it's Will Ryan, by no, the way. <laughs> I mean, the one place that you do want to give a call to, even if it's not a complaint, if you actually have other scores, is <laughs> if you have score updates, call or text the updates to 308-646-0506. We'll have to add to our live football scoreboard found at flatriverpreps.com. That is only if you have uh, game updates at all. So, And let's uh, take a few seconds here to thank some sponsors. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And for Geltner side, we have some sponsors here for the local M. It's Robert Shaw Insurance, Village of Geltner, Delcom, Todd's Body and Glass, JSGK Catering, B&B Carpet, Animal Clinic, and Giltner State Bank. Thanks for all you do in the Giltner community and surrounding areas. So what is, uh, I mean, we're going to have the running clock here in the second half. Mullen's up 39 to nothing. What do you do here if you're Giltner? Uh, I mean, you got you got to trust your pass because that's kind of what you're. That's what's you're, gotten you here. It's what's gotten here, yeah, exactly. They have uh, quarterback Garaki. He's had that one interception coming in. He's thrown two more, so now he's at three on the season. But he had the uh, 100 or 1,769 yards passing, and then average of uh, about 205 per game. So not too great, but the rushing game really needs to step up a little bit. I mentioned it uh, during the halftime that they have about negative 17 yards or negative 17 yards running on the day. That's not good for them. If you want to keep keep staying in this game, you need to, a little bit of time management, clock control a little bit, and that's what Mullen's been doing a lot of with Edis has been Controlling the clock, controlling how fast they could score. They scored six minutes, and then they scored in a minute and a half a couple times. Later. Yeah, I mean, I, it was it just seemed like out of nowhere this game got to thirty nine to nothing, just out of the blue. Yeah, it was like I like like I said, eight nothing at quarter. It looked like it was gonna be a good game from Giltner. And then fourteen they, nothing going into the second. I, maybe you I have missed, eight. I have eight. I must have missed. And it could have been. I don't really remember, but it, you know, you're right. It was eight nothing. They did go into the. Wow. So they only, Mullen usually scores about 24 in the first quarter. Like I said, only eight. Yeah. And, and then, then they, somehow they scored 31, 31, in, the, 31. in the second quarter. Wow. I mean, that defense really kind of stifled them, really. That's what it was. Yep. And, stifled uh, Giltner. Yeah, exactly. And there's just more mistakes than anything. Like we, we brought up the interceptions. We brought up the sacks. The biggest the biggest one was early in the game. It was on the uh, 
believe it was the second possession. Second possession, the Gildner was down a, around, the, around the 15, about 15 yards away from scoring. And then they had that punt. They tried to, or not the punt, rather, but the, uh, the snap go over the running back's head when they're trying to do the trick set with uh, 14 Linden in the backfield as the quarterback, in air quotes, and the two receiver or two running backs flanking him. And it just didn't quite work for him, and that's kind of what killed their momentum, really. They had a couple good opportunities to score and just haven't converted on it. Yeah, and they will be running clocked here in the second half. And if they, I mean, I know I know Bardos is telling his boys right now that they still got a chance to win this game. If they fight back, they got a high-powered offense. They could put 39 up on this Giltner team in the second half and not allow. And they, But the defense is really what, if they do win, the defense will win it for them because the defense will have to make some plays um, for Giltner to get the ball back a couple times to stop Mullen. But it's going to be a tough, tough second half here. For the Gildner Hornets. And it's looking a lot like last week where they uh, allowed 64 carries, 370 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground, and then the 61 yards and six, around 6 or 16 passing. It's looking a lot like that, but they need to have a little bit more for offense. They they were down last week, 42-36. Going into the fourth, into yep. The fourth. So then they had a nice little comeback. I actually think they were down 40, um, 49-6, or 49-36 to at one point in that fourth quarter. They did battle back and were able to force an overtime I mean, they have the resiliency to come back, and they obviously have they have uh, some magic left in their cup to bring a comeback and get a little bit clutchness late in the game. So they, they do have an offense that can do it—a high-powered, uh, fast-scoring, uh, heavy-hitting, throwing the ball downfield offense. They just need to complete some of those throws. We will take a break, though, as our uh, halftime show is drawing to a close. Our score here once again at Giltner High School: the Giltner Hornets nothing, and the Mullen Broncos thirty-nine. B&B Carpet. Shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at B&B the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to B&B Carpet and Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go. Delcom and Giltner is your electrical data networking security systems thermal communications provider for everything from imaging, industrial electrical, PLC programming, process control, audio and video work. Delcom and Giltner, your source for data electrical communications. There's just one place where students are students first and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the start of the second half. Giltner will be receiving the ball as they elected to defer as they won the coin toss. Our score here at Giltner 39 to nothing. Mullen is leading as we're ready to get the second half underway. I'd like to thank a couple sponsors really quick. Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Quick reminder, though, it will be a running clock in this second half as uh, Mullen is leading 39-0. And here is the kickoff. It's going to be a high one. Fielded it at about the 10. It's going to go between the legs, and it's going to be into the end zone for a touchback. And Giltner will start their first drive of the second half, first and 10 from their own 15-yard line. Yeah, what you got to do if you're Giltner is get a lot more plays off. They only had 28 plays in the first half compared to the 35 that uh, Mullen ran, which obviously isn't a big difference, but when you have the field position that Mullen had 
and then the good opportunities on de- that their defense allowed them as well. 35 plays is pretty big. It could have been a lot more if they would yes. have had the big plays. And, and also, had... Gildner had like a lot of throwaway plays there at the second, at the end of the first half. Yeah. Here on first and ten, Garaki's going to keep it himself. He breaks a tackle. He's going to fall forward for a gain of about two there on first down. That's going to make it second and eight here for the Giltner Hornets. Not how you want to start it. You want to get a, I mean, positive gain is always good, but you rather get rather get like a five yard or like a six touchdown. Yard. No, not quite. You gotta <laughs> get. A, you gotta build up to that. You can't yeah. just get a touchdown right off the bat. You gotta build up. <laughs> but, I mean, it's always good if you get it. You, can, you know, can't complain about getting a touchdown. Yes. First play. And here, eleven fifteen left to go here in the third quarter. They're gonna hand the ball off again. Are the Gilner Hornets kind of playing conservatively here? And he's gonna fall forward for a gain of about two, and that's gonna make it third and five here for the Gilner Hornets. A big third down. Yeah, very big third down. You gotta get something going if you're Gilner. Obviously, running clock. You don't want to get behind or. Uh, or not? Well, I mean, you're already behind, but like behind on the downs and distance. Yes, I should say. And uh, third and five, you're not really on schedule, and you got to do something here to at least get the first down and get the ball, keep the ball moving and score. Trying to end this running clock a little bit. I'm assuming Garaki will drop back to pass, and that is what will happen. He's looking over the middle of the field, and it's going to be almost picked off again. But this time, it's caught here by number five. That's Reese Lyon on the catch. He's been he's been all over the place here for the Giltner Hornets tonight. Definitely the MVP of the ball game so far for the Giltner Hornets, and uh, that gives them a first down. And now they have first and ten at the thirty yard line. Yeah, Eight to ten there on third and five. Yeah, exactly what you need to do. Get on schedule again. And now they really need to get their passing game involved. It's getting a little bit colder here. Yes, it so is getting be, chilly here at uh, Gilt in Giltner. It's going to be a lot uh, a lot of throwing, but I mean the passing and if you're if you're a wide receiver, it's not that easy to catch a ball in the cold and here garaki's gonna run it himself again as it was a direct snap he jukes a tackler and he's gonna get tackled by his own man basically there reese lyon hit him as he was trying to come down the field and uh, reese looks like he's kind of apologizing to garaki there not too happy with himself and that's a gain of eight there on first down and that's gonna make it second and two here for the giltner hornets yeah i mean you got to do something here if you're giltner scoring obviously like i mentioned but it's about 40 40 degrees out, 43 is what it says. This feels like 40. That's that's what I mean there. So it feels be, colder than that, to be honest. I think it's just because we're sitting down not doing anything. Yeah, and here on second and two, they're going to do a little pitch play here to number 11. That's Brody Hansen on the carry. He's going to get forward for a first down, and that'll make it first and 10 here from right about the 39-yard line as he was able to just barely cross midfield. And a good, good couple, good, good way to start this second half here for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, and now they're on the positive side, on the rushing side of uh, with yardage. They're at two yards total running or so far, but they're doing a lot more. They're about 79 yards of total offense, so they're catching up, doing a little bit, a little bit better on offense uh, possession. They just need to keep it going and not finish off how they finished off that really good possession to start the second quarter. And here Garaki's going to keep it himself again, and he's going to get tackled right at the line of scrimmage. Falls forward for maybe a yard there, and that's going to make it second and nine. As uh, Bartos has gotten really kind of conservative here in the second half, not slinging the ball as much as they were in the first half. Yeah, I'm really kind of surprised by that, honestly, not not why you would uh, run it when you're down by this much. And, and getting running clocked. And I think that he just sees something more in his, defense, or in his offensive line that he trusts them a little bit more on rushing then on passing at least this late in the game, but we'll see what happens the rest of this game. And here on second and nine, Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's got time in the pocket. He throws it over the middle. It's going to be caught on the far sideline there, breaks a tackle, and he's going to get forward for a first down. That is Reese Lyon again on the catch, and uh, he's going to be tackled out of bounds right around the 30-yard line, enough for a first down, though, and that's going to make it first and 10 here for the Giltner Hornets. A great pass catch right there from Lyons and 
Uh, the quarterback there for him, Garaki, doing a lot of just a lot of good stuff here on this possession, not turning it over, being conservative, not trying to take shots, and getting the running game involved as well. Like I mentioned at halftime, that's something they get, they're going to need to do. And here they're going to try to run the ball again. Garaki's going to fall forward for a gain of about three there on first down, and that's going to make it second and seven here. Seven minutes, seven and a half minutes left to go here in this third quarter as four and a half minutes have already come off the clock. Yeah, eight-play drive so far from them, too. No negative plays, which is a good sign. Going there, moving the ball downfield, they got to be not conservative, but also smart with their plays as they don't don't want to try and take too many shots downfield. And here on second and eight, Garaki lines up with two, one receiver to the left and one to the right, and he's got three men dropping back. He's going to throw it deep, and it's going to go out of bounds. Didn't really have anybody open there. Number 10 there was the intended receiver, Josh Heinrichs. And that's going to make it third and eight here for the Gilmer Hornets. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here on this third down. They've been passing it a lot on third down lately, but also running it has been what their their key is. The second half, they've ran nine plays. Six of them have been runs. All of them, all of the runs have been positive, but passing games where they're really getting most of their yardage. So really, could, you're not missing much if you're trying to what you're trying to decide to do here. And here on third and eight. They're going to throw the ball with Garaki. He's dropping back. He's under pressure, and he's going to be sacked, decked in the backfield for a loss right around midfield, and that's going to make it fourth down and long here for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, that's exactly not what you don't want to do there. Sixth sack, sixth sack allowed here tonight for Giltner. That's not a number you want to be high in there, and obviously your quarterback's starting to feel it a little bit, especially with the runs he's taken too. The being as cold as it is, he's probably feeling the, a little bit a sting. Yeah, sting in a little, a little bit. A little bit of sting, yeah. And here on 4th and 15, we will see what they decide to do. It looks like they're going to try to go for it. it. looks like there's a little bit of confusion on the field as well as uh, Tyler Linden was uh, putting his hands in the air wondering what was going on. Trevor Linden, excuse me. Garaki's going to drop back to throw. It is going to be an attempted 4th down conversion. Here. He's going to throw it deep, and it's going to just sail out of bounds. Incomplete. Garaki's not happy with himself there on that throw. And that's going to be a turnover on downs. That's going to... That is going to be... Um, Mullen football here, first and 10 from about the 38-yard line. And here on first and 10, it's actually the 34-yard line, excuse me. And here on first and 10, Mullen's going to line up in their usual tight bunch formation. We'll see if they still have the starters. It looks like they do. Looks like Lane Edis is still in the game, the star running back for Mullen. It's going to be a toss play to Lane. He's going to break a tackle, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds after a gain of about five there, and that's going to make it second and five here for the Broncos. Yeah, not too bad of a start there. Getting five yards, obviously, you're, you want to get as much as you can. Even up this much, you want to pad it a little bit and keep it going. Make it, uh, make it a good – make it just keep getting your stats, I guess. I don't, I don't know exactly where I'm trying to go with that one. Just trying to get pad your stats, get the score up, and try to run this ball out. Don't get anyone hurt. And yes, I that's key, this. especially because it looks like Mullen's going to be moving on to the second round next week. And uh, I think we do know who they're going to be playing. I'll give that to you in a little bit here after this play. Um, first and second and five here for the Mullen uh, Broncos. And they're going to hand it off to their uh, fullback, Stitchka, and he's going to get forward, break a tackle, and a first down, gain of about seven there on second and seven. That's going to make it first and ten here for the Mullen Broncos. Yeah, exactly how you want to start with that. Sletcher, get him involved as well. Got about eight yards on that run so pretty good run from him uh they were we did look at they are going to be playing number five lawrence nelson next week who defeated garden county 26 14 today as well so and here on first and 10 with four minutes left to go here in the third quarter 
Mullen's going to toss the ball here to Edis. He jumps over a tackler. Jukes another. He's going to walk into the end zone. 10-5, touchdown. Lane Edis once again. Will Ryan, how many touchdowns is that for him now? Uh, that's his fifth one on, on the day. Jeez. And that's going to make the score 45 to nothing here with 3.57 left to go in the third quarter. Big run there. He's accounted for uh, all but about 10 points, 9 points exactly, actually. Just a pick six, basically, in the field goal. Pick six in the field goal. Who is uh, by the same guy, too? So only two guys have scored for for uh, No, the field goal wasn't. Oh, yeah, it was it's by the a, same yeah, guy. So we got 35 points from uh, – from uh, Lane Edis and then 74, Kobe Walker has 10 by himself. And here on the two-point conversion, they're going to try to run it here. And he's not going to get into the end zone. That's number 34 there on the carry. Justin Weens, and that's going to be no good. Our score remains here at Giltner High School, 45 to nothing. Mullen over Giltner. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist, is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hozier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. 1230-KHAS. Back here at Gildner High School, the Class D2 second round playoff game between the ninth seeded Gildner Hornets and the first seeded Mullen Broncos. Our score of 45 to nothing. Mullen leading. I'd like to thank a couple of sponsors really quick Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. I'd also like to thank some Gildner sponsors here Gildner State Bank, Village of Gildner, JSGK Catering, Animal Clinic, Robert Shaw Insurance, Vill- or, uh, Todd's Body and Glass, as well as B&B Carpet. And Delcom, of course, as uh, thanks for all you do in the Giltner and surrounding area communities as that bo- that uh, kickoff is kicked out of the end zone for a touchback. And here are the Giltner Hornets will start this second drive of the second half with first and 10 from their own 15-yard line as we have 3.50 left to go in the third quarter. We said it earlier, the running clock rule is in effect as this third quarter has kind of flown by, which you would expect with the running clock rule. Yeah, you kind of do, especially with the way Mullen runs the ball as well. Yep, exactly. And here um, on first and 10, Garaki's going to line up in the backfield to buy himself with two receivers to the left and two to the right. He's going to drop back to throw. He's got a man open underneath, and it's going to be caught for a gain of about five there on first down, and that's going to make it second and five here for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, great pass catch there from him. To uh, Lions, his favorite receiver in the second half so far, doing a lot of really good things here. Giltner has uh, started out just kind of shooting themselves in the foot right at the end of the possessions. And here on second and five, Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's under pressure a little bit. He's going to throw it here on the near sideline. Caught for a first down and then some more. Number 10 there on the go- catch, Josh Hendricks. And uh, that moves the chains, makes it first and 10 from right about the to 30-yard line here for Giltner. 2.50 left to go in the third quarter. Now you got to start. Uh, you've got your offense clicking a little bit, especially the passing offense. you got to get your running and game involved. But if you're really just going to rely on the pass, you got to get everyone involved, not just a couple players. Yeah, and here on first and 10, Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He spins out of a tackle. He's going to throw it upfield, and it's going to be caught there by Trevor Linden there on the catch. Enough for a first down. Good throw and catch there by Garaki and Linden to get about 12 yards on first and 10. Yeah, most definitely a great pass and, uh, pass and catch there from Linden coming back to the ball and making making that catch and then uh, 
Make sure he's got past the first down mark. That's all that really mattered there. On that yep, play. exactly. Two minutes left to go here in the third quarter. Garaki is going to be in the backfield by himself. He's going to drop back to throw, and it's going to be caught here by number 11. And he's going to get forward for a gain of about nine here on first down, and that's going to make it second and one. Brody Hansen there on the catch. Yeah, that's just an easy play there, easy pitch and catch from, or to Hansen, I should say, and just a two eight yard gain. You got to keep going a little bit. You want to try and score before the quarter and get a stoppage, since uh, it is a running clock still, and you could you can't well you can't get it stopped even if you do get the score here. Yeah, you need to get two scores here on second and two. Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's got all day in the pocket. This one's going to be almost picked off, but it's caught here by number eleven. Actually, he's going to get upfield and he's going to be pushed out of bounds right into the end zone. Is it a touchdown or waiting on the call? Nope, they mark him out of bounds. At the nine-yard line, they say he stepped out. Nonetheless, still a great throw and catch there on second and two, and that's going to make it first and goal from right about the 10-yard line here as we do have a clock uh, stoppage. We will see what the clock stoppage is for. Not sure why they're stopping the clock. It looks like to be an injury in the far right corner. I believe it was that guy that made the tackle. Uh, number 33 is coming off the field for... That's Lane Edis. Lane Edis, yeah. He, he was the one that... Uh, Let's He's running it. off, though. He looks fine. Yeah, he looks fine. He just kind of probably it's just the cold. Yeah, I got a little sting because when you get hit in the cold, it hurts more. Yeah, it does. And he was the one that got uh, – he's missed two interceptions now. He is their leading uh, leading defender in garnering interceptions. He has two pick sixes and then a few more on the year as well. Yeah, he has two interception returns for a touchdown, two fumble. Oh, no, no, that's the whole team. Never mind. But Lane Edis himself, he has 42 total touchdowns, 35 rushing four receiving, two pick sixes, and a punt return. So he is an all-star here. And here on first and goal from the 10-yard line, Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's going to throw it to the far sideline. Caught there, but not for much, as he's going to be tackled right where he caught it. It's going to be a gain of about one yard there on the play. It's going to make it second and nine here for the Giltner Hornets, as we have 20 seconds left to go here in this third quarter. We'll see if they get a playoff. Uh, He just does look like he is coming back on. Pretty sure it was just because he got hit in the cold, but yeah, probably. uh, one thing I was going to bring up is that it was the second time that he Missed an interception day. The one that on the big play to uh, number eleven uh, made that he made that miss on that interception or er, uh, play as well. And here on second down, Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's under pressure and he's going to be sacked in the backfield. A loss of about five yards there on the play, and that's going to make it third and goal from the fifteen yard line here for the Giltner Hornets. As that ends the third quarter, our score here at Giltner High School: the Mullen Broncos forty-five and the Giltner Hornets nothing. The Animal Clinic in Hastings reminds you to beware of chocolate and hearty foods for pets. The fall and winter parallel our holiday seasons when we ramp up our intake of hearty, heavy foods and sweets. It's important to make sure your pets don't get into any foods that can make them sick. For dogs, this means chocolate, grapes, and raisins are off limits because they're toxic. Just because some foods aren't technically considered toxic to pets doesn't mean they're safe. Rich, high-fat foods can cause stomach problems such as diarrhea and gastroenteritis and even more serious conditions like pancreatitis. Also, think about small food items that can be choking hazards, like turkey bones around Thanksgiving. Talk to your veterinarian to make sure you know what's safe and what's not. This message has been brought to you by the Animal Clinic in Hastings because they care about your pets. 1230 K-H-A-S. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class D2 second-round playoff game between the Giltner Hornets and the Mullen Broncos. 
here in the fourth quarter. Our score, 45 to nothing. I'd like to thank a couple sponsors really quick. Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, Your Full Service Irrigation Engine Headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And here on third and goal from the 14-yard line, the Giltner Hornets are going to be dropping back to throws. Garaki, he's under pressure, and he's going to be dumped in the backfield again. Another sack here for the Mullen Broncos as they just continue to dominate this book football game offensively and defensively. That's going to make it fourth and about two and a half miles here for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, two and a half miles, man. That's, an, that's fourth pretty, and twenty-five. Fourth and twenty. That's about two and a half miles. Yeah, right. exactly. Whatever. Uh, I like to take this time. Thanks to some other sponsors here for Geltner, the Delcom, Tom's Body and Glass, JSGK Catering, Animal Clinic, B&B Carpet, Robert Shaw Insurance, Giltner State Bank, and Village of Giltner as well. Thanks for all you do in the Giltner and surrounding area communities. And here on fourth and goal from the 24-yard line, Garaki's going to drop back to throw, and he's going to throw it to the end zone. He actually has a man open, and it's going to be caught for a touchdown. Great throw there by Garaki. As he was able to complete that uh, long fourth and goal from the 24-yard line, he's a little shaken up on the play there, though, as he got hit right as he threw it. Touchdown nonetheless. That makes the score here at Giltner High School 45-6 to with 11-15 left to go. That won't nullify the running clock, though, though, as they're still down 39 points. And you could could make it 37, but it is a 35-point rule yep. for the running clock, so we will be seeing that for the rest of this game until uh, Giltner scores again if they can muster that apart. Mullen did only run three plays in that third quarter, which is Jeez. insane to me that they scored on three plays. All, all Giltner, but it was pretty quickly, and they've been running running very efficient and long drives. Yeah, they have been. This is, they could have used more on this in the first half, honestly. And here on the two-point conversion, they have Garaki in the backfield by himself. He's dropping back to throw, and he's going to throw it into the end zone. Caught for a two-point conversion. That makes our score 45-8 to eight here at Giltner High School. We'll take a break. Um, you're listening to Class D2 Second Round Playoffs on 1230 KHAS. Delcom and Giltner is your electrical data networking, security systems, thermal communications provider for everything from imaging, industrial electrical, PLC programming, process control, audio and video work. Delcom and Giltner, your source for data electrical communications. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist, is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class D2 second round playoff game between the first seeded Mullen Broncos, who are 9 0, and the ninth seeded Giltner Hornets, who are 6 3. Our score Mullen 45, Giltner 8. We'll see if they do go for a little bit of an onside kick here in the fourth quarter. As um, I'm not even sure how onside kicks work in eight man football. I'm not sure if you can actually do it, but we'll see if they actually try it here. And here on. The kickoff, we are just awaiting the kicker to see what he does or what Chip Bardos told him to do. And here is, he runs forward to the ball, and it is going to be a little squibbly kick. It takes a weird bounce, a couple weird bounces, and it's going to be recovered here by who? Who recovered it? Can't tell yet. No call on the field just yet. And, oh, Mullen is able to get it. Wow, it actually looks like Giltner definitely fell on that. But nonetheless, they give the ball to Mullen. It was a great onside kick there by the Giltner Hornets, but Mullen is able to fall on top of it, and they will have the ball up 45 to 8 with 10.50 left to go here in this fourth quarter. Yeah, it was a great kick. It went between a couple Broncos legs and went over a guy that wasn't even really paying attention. He was expecting to go deep. He turned around, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't, though. You're right. Yeah. It was just just a good good execution, but just couldn't quite finish it. Just kind of like what uh, 
has been going on for the Hornets all day. Yeah, it's been a, that's been a emblematic of the whole game in general. And here on first down, they're going to run the ball with Stichka, and he's going to fall forward for a gain of about five there on first down. It's going to make it second and four. Actually, he gained six there on that first down play with 10-15 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you got to... If you're Mullen, you're kind of just trying to kill the clock really here, and you're not you can score if you want, but you're just trying to get out of here with no injuries. Obviously, yes. both, both player, all the players play both sides of the ball on uh, both teams. but And it looks like Lane's actually out of the game here, but I don't think uh, Skitch, Stitchka is. And here they're going to pass the, they're going to run the ball, excuse me, a toss play to number 34 here. That's Justin Weens, and he's going to get forward for right back to the line of scrimmage again and nothing there, and that's going to make it third and four here for the Mullen Broncos. Yeah, he, 34 hasn't really been getting much. Weens, he hasn't done much on the game tonight. Only a couple carries. Four yards for him is what I've uh, tallied. It's mainly all been uh, Lane Eads. That's all he's done. Lane Eadis. Lane Eadis, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. Just uh, got to make sure you get those kids' names right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I know it's tough sometimes, and uh, especially because we don't know Mullen that well. They're from, what, three hours away, you said? Yeah, three, three hours, 19 minutes is what I got it on my Google map. And here Justin's going to get the toss again, and he's going to run hard. He's going to get a first down, actually, there on third and two. Good run there by Justin Weens, and that's going to be a first down as they move it up to the 35-yard line. Yeah, it's just it was a nice run by him. Got five yards, got the first down. You're kind of just moving the chains a little bit now, and just trying to uh, run out of the clock with as there's a little bit less than nine minutes left in this game, and you could score would be nice, like I said, to get these young guys maybe a score here, get them maybe, some some confidence going into yeah. next year when all these seniors leave because they do have a lot of seniors on this football team. Actually, they, they don't have that many no, seniors. Say, that's, they have about more, four seniors, yeah, five actually. As uh, Weens took that handoff there for about two yards, as we were looking at the rosters there and talking about it. And actually, Lane Edis is only a junior. So he'll be back next year. Colton Hendricks, also a junior, too. He's been good on defense, no relation to Jimmy. And uh, he got two yards there, that did Justin. 8.15 left to go here in this fourth quarter. Second and eight here for the Mullen Broncos. Yeah, I mean, you got to get a stop here, second and eight. Try and keep it down to distance, very manageable for your offense if you're Mullen. And you want it very not manageable if you're the defensive Giltner here. But you can really just expect a run here from either 32 or 34. And here they do run it to number 42 there on the carry. So good call there. That's Ty Kving. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Vanvig? I don't know how to say that last name. And uh, that is a first down, though, nonetheless, as he's the backup fullback here for for the Mullen um, Broncos. It's going to be a first down, and now they have the ball, moving the ball down to the 25-yard line. Is there... Even with the backups in, they're still able to move this ball. Seven minutes and 25 seconds left to go here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you, I mean, Mullen is just kind of a well-oiled machine, it looks like. 9-0, and you're obviously expecting that. Well, 10-0 and technically with the uh, playoff win, but now they're going in the second round here with a lot of No, experience. they're 9-0 with the playoff win. This will oh, make them 10-0. Yeah, this will make them 10-0 if they do win this game. Oh, okay. And I'm... here's another handoff to 42. Ty, we're just going to call him Ty from now on, number 42. And that's going to be a gain of about two there on first down. That's going to make it second and nine, actually. They make it as he was just shy of that two-yard gain. Yeah, I mean, you're not doing much, but you got to get your uh, other players back in and doing stuff if you're a mole and trying to get a little – get your star players out there like Eads. And, uh, Edis. Edis. I, I don't know why I would call him Eads. I, I mean, Because <laughs> he eats. I guess. He eats up defense. Is. Yeah, as 34 rips that one off, Weens looks like he's going to take that to the house. 
Justin Weens there on the carries. They ran a toss play to the right side, and he took it up the sideline all the way to the house. Big run there, and that makes the score 51-8 to here with 6.38 left in the fourth quarter. Now we wait the two-point uh, conversion attempt as these guys never kick extra points. Yeah, and you don't got Edis in there, and uh, you only got your running back that just scored Weens. You kind of got to know what to expect here. It's probably just going to be a run to him. Yeah, they will go for two here as they line up in that I formation. They even have the backup quarterback in now. That's number 20, Brendan Walker. He's a sophomore there, and they're going to hand the ball off here to Weens, and he's going to get into the end zone for the two-point conversion successful. That makes the score 53-8, 63, 6.38 left to go here in the fourth quarter. We'll take a break. You're listening to Class D2, the second-round playoffs here on 12:30 KHAS. This is Eric Clickty, the branch manager of Giltner State Bank, a branch of Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. I would like to invite you to stop into our new location just off of the Giltner Spur. Come meet our friendly staff and visit with us about our products and services. We have a hometown-friendly atmosphere that will make your banking experience pleasant. We specialize in agricultural loans as well as your personal loan needs. We're an equal housing lender. Come in and see what we can do for you. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School for the Class D2 second round playoff game between the Giltner Hornets and the Mullen Broncos. Here is the kickoff, and it's going to be a short kick, and it's going to be fielded at about the 15-yard line, and he's going to push it up to about the 20. Actually, he's going to push it up to the 15 from the 5, excuse me. And that is where Giltner will start their drive, first and ten from their own 15-yard line. Yeah, I mean, you, this isn't really really a good field position here for Giltner. You'd love to start with a little bit better, but that's kind of what their what's been their average outs off of kickoffs, 15-yard line. You got to do something a little bit here on offense, try and get some confidence going into next season with some of your young players and uh, especially this first-year coach. You got to get a little confidence here as he made it to the second round and did very well. Yes, yes, Chip Bardos, first-year head coach here at Giltner. And here on first and 10, they're going to throw it deep, and it's going to be caught here on the sideline. Not sure if he stayed in bounds. He did. Is that Lion Reese there on the catch once again? Or Reese Lion, excuse me. And uh, it is Ryan Reese there on the catch. And that is a great play there by Reese Lion. I don't know what. Now I'm messing up names. Reese Lion, though, great catch there. We've been calling his name a lot tonight. 5.30 left to go here in the fourth quarter as uh, Giltner's trying to get a, a score or two on the board here before the game's over. Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's going to try to hit Reese again, and that one's going to be no good. And that will be an incomplete pass there. Thought I saw a flag on the field. There was not. As the running clock continues to roll, five minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter. We have second and ten here for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, I mean, you got to get another score here. That's a great catch by Lyon, but he needs to, uh, need to do that a little bit more here to try and get another score and get a Get some points on the board here. Obviously, you're not going to come back and win this in about five minutes, a little less, but get a little bit more confidence to try and make it somewhat interesting, kind of give something uh, interesting as he, the ball is thrown out there. Or incomplete as he is. Just Grobeck is destroyed. Garaki. Garaki. I'm just butchering names just like you today. <laughs> no, I've only butchered <laughs> one name tonight, and that was one time. That was Reese Lyon. But um, you are struggling with Garaki tonight. I, I'm not sure why. I mean, you, what do you keep saying, Gabarki? I just, I ch- it's different. <laughs> it's every different time. every time. It's different every time. Well, Garaki, his I, name is um, Alex Garaki, and he's quite a good quarterback. Not showing it much here tonight, though. He's had a st- tough game against this tough Mullen defense. 
4.20 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Garaki's going to drop back on this third and 10. He's going to throw it right at the far sideline. It's going to be caught here, and Reese Lyon is going to fall forward for a gain of about nine there, and that's going to make it fourth and one here for the uh, Giltner Hornets. And uh, I thought I saw a timeout on the field. We do not have a timeout. Instead, we have this clock continuing to run. thought I saw Chip Bardos call a timeout, but uh, fourth and three actually make it. Here on this fourth down, Garaki's going to drop back. He's going to step up into the pocket. He's going to throw underneath. He's got a man open, and it's going to be caught for a first down. Good conversion there for the Giltner Hornets, and that's going to make it first and 10 from right around the 25-yard line. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do here. Garaki's doing really well in the uh, passing game. He's got 218 yards now on the day. Obviously, you love that number. He'll be a little bit higher, but with the offensive line, he's been sacked seven times. It's not been uh, very easy for him to throw the ball. And here, Garaki's going to drop back to throw, and he's going to throw it to the end zone, and it's overthrown there on the first and 10 play. He had a man, no, well, he didn't really have a man open necessarily. He had a step or two on that cornerback. He would have had to have thrown a, a great pass. Nonetheless, that is an incomplete pass here for Garaki, and that makes it second and 10. Yeah, I mean, you got to, if you're Garaki, you just kind of want a little bit more confidence booster going into the next season, uh, especially with all the wide receivers as well. And here on second and 10, he's going to throw it deep to the end zone again, and he's got a man open, but it's dropped this time. Number 11 there, Brody Hansen was wide open, but he dropped it, and that makes it third and 10 as Garaki actually threw a, a pretty good ball there. It was behind Hansen a little bit, but that uh, still he dropped it. He should have had it as it hit his hands, and that makes it third and 10 here. For the Hornets, as we have two and a half minutes left to go in this fourth quarter, our fourth quarter winding down here. Garaki's going to line up in the backfield by himself, two receivers to the left and one to the right. He's going to drop back to throw. It's going to be that hitch route again, and it's going to be to Reese Lyon. He's going to fall forward for a gain of about 10 there on third and 10, and that's going to make it fourth and inches here for the um, fourth and two, actually. is kind of hard to see where they spotted that. It looks like they spotted it a little short, but fourth and two here for the Giltner Hornets. Garaki's going to drop back to throw. He's got. He's under pressure, and he's going to throw it under pressure. It's going to be incomplete here. Turnover on downs, and that should just about do it here at Giltner as we have a minute 53 left to go, and Mullen is getting the ball back. I'm sure they'll just run a few plays here and uh, run this clock out. Yeah, I totally agree. You got the good running game. Obviously, you don't need to score. You won. Essentially, won at 53-8 right now, a minute 45 left. You don't really got to do much to really seal this game as there is a timeout on the field. Uh, not sure quite who called it, but nonetheless, uh, you got to do a lot as it was a Giltner timeout now. And we will take a timeout right along with them. Our score here at Giltner High School, the Mullen Broncos 53 and the Giltner Hornets 8. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. 1230 K-H-A-S. Back here at Giltner High School for the wind down of the fourth quarter here. Our score, Mullen 53, Giltner 8 in this Class D2 second round playoff game. 
Uh, Mullen's going to more than likely, well, they will. They'll continue their undefeated season. They'll move to 10-0, and and Giltner will move to 6-4 and and finish their season as uh, Mullen just kind of runs the ball here for a gain of about two on this first down play, and the clock runs to a minute 30. And now we've got a full platoon swap. It looks like a lot of the young ones are coming in here from Mullen. They're trying to get those uh, young kids some experience. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do this late in the game. Obviously, I don't know how the lettering system works. I know back in Colorado, my school, if we were either down or up by a lot, you just had to play one play in a playoff game to uh, get to a get letter. The letter, yeah. Nice. I think that's what they did. They might be doing here in this on this team as well. Is that number is run by number number twenty two? There, that was a hard run there by him, Trevor Trev, Tevin Marshall, a sophomore. There, he made a nice little move. He got a gain of about six there. On that uh, second down carry, we have 50 seconds left to go here in this fourth fourth quarter. A couple more plays ought to do it, and then we'll be out of here. And the final will more than likely be 53 to eight. But right now, I'm sure they're going to run at least yeah, probably one more play, and then this game will end. And here on third and three, they line up in that I formation. Tevin Marshall in the backfield here for the uh, Mullen Broncos. He's going to get the toss again. He's going to make a move to the outside. He's going to get forward for a first down and some more. He's going to cut it upfield. He's got to the 40. Now he's to the 30. A flag comes out. He breaks the tackle. He's to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown. Oh, my Lord. Tevin Marshall. A flag does come out on the play, though. Great run. We will see what the call is, but, gee, that kid Tevin just showed off his legs there. Yeah, most definitely. I think all Mullen running backs are – they must be doing something right out there teaching their running Running back high one. school. Yeah. Like running back you. Running back you. Yeah. <laughs> Last chance you, all that. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about last chance. No, no, no. I'm just making jokes. Uh, they do. They have a lot of good running backs. Number 33, Eads. Number 34, Edis. Edis. Well, it's just the way it's, it is written that I am poorly saying it. I'm sorry if I offended anyone listening to this broadcast. <laughs> it's all right. Don't need to apologize. Lane Edis and number 34, <laughs> Justin Weens, and then now number 22 in there, Tevin Marshall as well. Yeah, Tevin just had a good run there, but they called it back. It was holding. Wasn't able to get that touchdown, but I'm sure that was quite the moment for him. I'm sure he was hyped up here with 10 seconds left to go. We'll see if they run a play. I don't think they have to, but they might do it anyway. Yeah, they're going to run the play here to number 40 on the carry, Riley Kessler. And that will end the football game. Our final score here at Giltner High School, the Giltner Hornets 8 and the Mullen Broncos 53. We'll be back with a little post-game recap. You're listening or you were listening to Class D2, second round of the playoffs here on 1230 KHAS. The representatives of the Village of Giltner encourage and support the Giltner Hornets in all of their activities. To succeed, you must believe that you can. Good luck, Hornets, in all that you strive to accomplish from the Village of Giltner. The Animal Clinic in Hastings reminds you to beware of chocolate and hearty foods for pets. The fall and winter parallel our holiday seasons when we ramp up our intake of hearty, heavy foods and sweets. It's important to make sure your pets don't get into any foods that can make them sick. For dogs, this means chocolate, grapes, and raisins are off limits because they're toxic. Just because some foods aren't technically considered toxic to pets doesn't mean they're safe. Rich, high-fat foods can cause stomach problems such as diarrhea and gastroenteritis, and even more serious conditions like pancreatitis. Also, think about small food items that can be choking hazards, like turkey bones around Thanksgiving. Talk to your veterinarian to make sure you know what's safe and what's not. This message has been brought to you by the Animal Clinic in Hastings because they care about your pets. 
1230 KHAS. Back here at Giltner High School. Our little post-game recap here is the Giltner Hornets drop their final game of the season to the Mullen Broncos. 53-8 to is our final score here. It's a tough game here for Giltner and uh, not, not, not very much going offensively for them. But Mullen, they're just a really good team. They move up to 10-0 on the season. And Giltner drops to 6-4. and four. Much improved from last year, though, Giltner. They lost in the first round of the playoffs, didn't have a winning record. This year they win a playoff game, losing in the second round of the playoffs to the one seed nonetheless, and they have a winning record to end the season. So a, a step forward for the Giltner program. Yeah, most definitely, and it's a great always to have that winning record. That's a big thing. We talked about it with uh, St. Cecilia's coach last week as well, and uh, he said it would have been a big thing to get that. A winning record, and it always is. Even every coach always says that that's their that's their first goal is get the winning record, then get the higher seed in the playoffs, then get or get to the playoffs, and then get the highest highest seed in the playoffs, and then on top of that, win the playoffs, win state, all that. But the, that's where you start your goal is the uh, winning record. Yep. And uh, why don't you give us some uh, some stats here, Will Ryan, since well, you are a stat keeper. Uh, you do a great job too, by the way. Lane Eads is the main. Edis, gosh, that man. So I was just about to tell you, too, it's Lane Edis, not Eads, but I didn't think you needed it, but you yeah. do, evidently. Well, no, Lane Edis was really the key factor there. 188 yards for him on the day, and a couple big plays as well. He had the 47-yard score. Yeah, well, he had all five scores, touchdowns, offensively at least. 33-yard uh, score, 47-yarder, and a 15-yarder, and even a 14-yarder as well. So he had a lot of big plays for the Smolin team, and Really, their defense did a lot. They had two picks, eight sacks that Mullen defense had. That's really impressive. You don't see that quite often, especially in an eight-man game. We're only rushing three guys. Um, and we don't really have a, a player of the game, but do you want to give us one? Lane Edis? I'd yeah, say. I know. That's always too easy. What about for Giltner? What about Giltner? for Giltner? I, mean, I think I know who I'd give it to. Well, let's go see what you got first. And then I'd, I'd go with Reese. Reese Lyon, I think he came out and played hard tonight. Never gave up either. Made a lot of great catches. Don't know his official stats, but I know he did have a, probably the best offensive game out of anybody on the team. He had about 85. Oh, well, I forgot about this 24-year. He had about uh, about 100 yards receiving, so okay. he had a pretty good day. Okay, 109. 109, yeah, I'd give it to him uh, too as well. But I even uh, the quarterback for them, I don't Garaki? know. Garaki? thank you. <laughs> Garaki, <laughs> he had a pretty good day uh, about – 34 34 attempts about uh i got about, i got about 20 a little less about 18 is what i actually got one touchdown one right? touchdown yeah yep. and uh he just he threw the ball a lot but those two interceptions really killed yeah him. Else, I would, especially that pick six that pick was six huge was really huge part of the game um that that made it the running clock in the second half basically yeah essentially yeah he had 228 yards of total offense though so he did do he was fairly effective throwing the ball but i mean not too much on the ground either from them they had negative uh Negative uh, 25 yards total as a team rushing, so not too good numbers of there from them. So, Well, our final score here at Giltner High School, the Giltner – actually, you know what? Before we go, I should give you some scores from around the other games. Um, Which can be found at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Yes, well. that can be found at PlatteRiverPreps.com. I've already given you some finals on some. We won't repeat those. But here, Elm Creek is losing to South Loop 22-16 to in the second quarter. You can actually switch over to – 98.9 KKPR to check that game out or listen to it on PlatteRiverPreps.com. And then also in the second quarter, Nebraska Lutheran at East Butler. That game is 20-24. to And uh, Johnson Brock actually ended up beating Pender 66-20. to They move on to the second round. They'll play the winner of the Howells-Dodge game 
They're playing Loudridge Central Catholic, and they're winning 30-6. Looks like Hal's Dodge will move on. And then moving on to Class D2 West is going to be, you just heard it here, Giltner loses to Mullen 53-8. Mullen's going to play Lawrence Nelson in the quarterfinals. And then Blue Hill beat North Central 49-220, and Twin Loop is beating Paxton 31-0. It looks like Twin Loop and Blue Hill will meet in the quarterfinals of the Class D2 West bracket. And then in the Class D2 East bracket, Falls City Sacred Heart beat Humphrey St. Francis 34-30. to They will be the winner of Bloomfield and Randolph. And then why not beat Friend 34-10. to They, why not, will play the winner of BDS and Fullerton. And BDS is beating Fullerton in the second quarter 28 to nothing. But that does it here for our postgame recap here at Giltner High School. Our final score one more time. Giltner, 8. And uh, Mullen, 53. You've been listening to the High School Football Playoffs on KHAS Radio and PlatteRiverPreps.com. High School Football Playoffs are brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, and dozens of locally involved businesses. High School Football is a presentation of Platte River Radio Sports.